Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And I got a jam-packed show for you this week with two incredible guests calling in to join us. Um, I'm going to talk about and review the Sabroso Craft Beer, Taco, and Music Festival uh, featuring The Offspring, Pennywise, and a whole bunch of other awesome bands with my good buddy, Cool Guy Luke. Plus, I have the brand new song from Street Dogs that I have been really anxious to share with you uh, for a couple weeks now, and finally I get my chance. Also, there's been a whole lot of uh, strange and puzzling moves this week in the world of TV, and uh, and my good friend and previous guest co-host Dave Sanders will join us later to help sort it all out. There's, I mean, there's like shows getting canceled, there are shows getting renewed, there are shows switching networks. It's uh, it, it, it's bonkers. All of that and more, plus coming attractions, because oh my goodness, the next several weeks are going to be jam-packed with a lot of great, exciting guests, a lot of cool stuff coming up. But anyway, all of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. But first, let's kick things off in our traditional fashion with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out try to keep things relatively brief and concise because we do have a jam-packed show, a lot of stuff going on, and no time to spare for it, but I wanted to give a huge shout-out to Ian, um, our guest from last week's show uh, that uh, joined us from the Earth 919 podcast. Uh, go back and check that out. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, we uh, we almost had more fun off the air than we did on, um, you know, because like, you know, we took a huge uh, tour of the KGRG Studios. I, uh, you know, showed him how to add some songs into the system. We uh, we played some uh, My Chemical Romance and uh, and a couple other cool things there. Um, uh, it was a huge blast. But no, it was it was really fun having him on the show um, as uh, as he told us about the Earth Nine One Nine podcast. So uh, be sure and check out that show. That's available on all the social medias and all of the places where you get your uh, get your finer podcast ads. Um, uh, speaking of KGRG, I talked about them a lot. I want to give them a shout out for uh, uh, continuing to be uh, Mike Seibert Radio's home away from home. Um, it's kind of like uh, uh, auxiliary studio, you know, love to uh, go there and hang out with a fellow KGRG alum, uh, Killing Spree, who uh, joins me for uh, some deep cuts, uh, pop culture stuff. We've got uh, some stuff coming up on uh, Jurassic World and uh, uh, 
uh, the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park uh, coming up. So I think that that's uh, that's going to be my next episode with Killing Spree uh, from the KGRG studios. But um, I just uh, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders that registration is now open for summer and fall quarters. If you want to be part of the next generation of broadcasters and be part of the uh, KGRG experience. And um, and, you know, the, the reason why I keep talking about it is because it's uh, it's obviously it's a, a program that I believe in and is important to me and has proven results. Um, you know, I uh, you know, if I if I rattled off all of my friends that have jobs right now in uh, professional radio, not just here in Seattle, but uh, but in other parts of the country as well, we'd uh, we'd be here longer. <laughs> but no, I just uh, yeah, just uh, I just saw that uh, a registration opened up for summer and fall quarters. So if you did want to be part of the KGRG experience, sign up for Journalism 110. That is Radio Lab. That will get you live on 89.9 KGRG FM playing today's rock uh, within uh, first two weeks of the quarter. Um, and or you can sign up for Journalism 120 taught by my mentor and award winning journalist Charlie Harger, um, who I actually just saw the other day. Um, but uh, no, he uh, he teaches more the uh, digital radio and podcasting side of things uh, in Journalism 120, as well as you get to be a, uh, a DJ on a classic alternative KGRG1. That's our uh, uh, AM signal and uh, online radio station as well, uh, you know, playing uh, some uh, uh, Nirvana and Mood Honey and, uh, and all, all those all those awesome uh, grunge bands, as well as learning about uh, industry standard voice tracking and again, the, the future of radio and the digital platform. Uh, both are incredible classes and summer quarter will always have a soft spot for me because that's when I joined the radio program. So um, I will always be uh, an advocate for that and will always try to, uh, you know, encourage folks if you want to try something fun and different, um, uh, check it out. Uh, KGRG.com, KGRG1.com and GreenRiver.edu. All three of those websites will uh, set you on a path for registering for uh, classes at Green River College. And I'm also a graduate of Green River as well. I have an IT degree from them. So I've uh, I've got nothing but great things to say about uh, the college as well. And, you know, uh, speaking of Green River College, I also want to give a shout out to local band Waking Things, not Walking Things. Incidentally, if you're uh, if you're trying to post uh, uh, pictures on Instagram after coming out of a show at like one thirty in the morning, yeah, uh, autocorrect and autofill is not your friend. I, I posted something and called them walking things. I felt incredibly bad about it. But um, uh, but I wanted to let you know that on May 23rd, that is a Wednesday, uh, Sam and Chris from that band will be performing a uh, small, intimate acoustic set uh, from uh, the Green River College Spring Fest uh, right there on the campus. That, uh, that event is open to the public, so uh, feel free and come by and support. Uh, they will be on from noon to one. Uh, so uh, yeah, check that out. A great afternoon um, acoustic set. And I talked about uh, the the kind of uh, chemistry and energy that Chris and Sam have together on stage. So to have that kind of like in a stripped down um, acoustic setting, I think would be a, a, a whole lot of fun. Um, also, speaking of waking things, uh, check out the new video called Alive from their upcoming EP, Hang In There. Um, it's actually their second collaboration with uh, Klaxon Productions uh, coming off 
of their their first video, uh, that rotting feeling from the new EP, Hang In There. Um, they uh, they filmed that video in Centralia, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. It was it was fun to watch. Uh, the video is uplifting as it is charming. It says in the uh, in the write up for that, uh, telling the relatable story of facing down challenges and working hard to accomplish your goals. Uh, so a lot of fun with that, and you know what. You know what? Um, we've uh, we've actually got a couple minutes, uh, a few minutes before Cool Guy Luke calls in. So um, let's give that a listen. Here's a live from Waking Things. Cool Guy Luke is next. And we're talking beer and tacos and music and beer and tacos. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
awesome. Uh, that is a live from local band Waking Things. I will have a link to the video in the show notes. Check it out. That is a lot of fun. If you ever wanted to see uh, uh, Chris participate in a soapbox derby race, I won't share the uh, results with you. But yeah, no, it's a uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very unlifting. It's uh, very empowering, and um, I, I just like that everybody in the band got something to do. So, <laughs> and yeah, you know, uh, uh, check out Waking Things if uh, uh, if you have the occasion to see them at a show, like maybe on May twenty third when they play at Green River. They've got a couple other uh, sick dates uh, coming up in the future that I will talk about. But for now, it is time to talk about a huge music festival that uh, that happened uh, this last weekend. It was the uh, Sabroso Craft Beer Taco and Music Festival uh, came to the White River Amphitheater. I had the opportunity to go to that show uh, to check out uh, The Offspring and Pennywise and Against Me and Lit and Unwritten Law and Los Kung Fu Monkeys, um, as well as some uh, uh, traditional Lucha Libre wrestling as well. It was was a really uh, jam-packed day and a whole lot of fun, but I was not there by myself. Um, actually, you know, I'm explaining that wrong. I went with my wife, uh, but um, but cool guy Luke was there also uh, with a friend of his, and uh, he joins us now to uh, uh, talk about that show. How you doing, buddy? Uh, good, pretty good. Um, so uh, so this last weekend. You know, uh, uh, both uh, uh, separately and together, because we <laughs> we never did cross paths. I guess it's just because no. it's a giant festival or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, the uh, uh, Sabroso Fest was at uh, White River, and I I got to ask, cool guy Luke, what uh what did you think about your uh, your experience there? Well, um, I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. myself. Um, it was all around a really good a really good day. Um, it was, I mean, it was nice weather, but not too hot. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, despite, despite everything being, uh, pretty, pretty expensive, like it was, it was really good food, Mm -hmm. um, lots of beer and, uh, lots of entertainment of various kinds yes <laughs> there was a there was a variety of of entertainment so i guess let's let's start with uh uh the positives you know like uh so what what was what was your kind of uh favorite stuff um honestly it was probably trying the tacos mm-hmm. like they were i um I, I tried a few different few different ones uh like the first place we went to um because I went with a few of my of my friends, um, and we just picked out like the first um, spot that had the shortest line. Uh huh. Because uh, I mean, none of them were short, but we we <laughs> found the shortest one, um, the shortest one that was still like an actual taco place. Like they, you kind of had your your uh, they had like cheeseburgers and stuff like yeah. that as well you, but, you had like you know. the the guy fieri booth where you're trying to put donkey yeah. sauce on everything and and yeah burgers and fries and chicken strips and all that and you know i, I sorry to interrupt you but but one thing that that this was actually kind of a criticism of mine because outside of the the chronic tacos which uh which my wife and i had 
and you know the the Pecos uh, barbecue pit, which were you know is basically like barbecue food repurposed into taco form. Yeah, we, we didn't actually find any other like taco stands. Okay, so there there was there was one that would have been worth checking out. That's oh. actually the first one we went to. Mm. Uh, it was the uh, it was the, and I'm going to try to pronounce this right though. Loatian uh, food truck. Maybe it's. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. However, it, it was. That was a really good one. Because mm-hmm. um, they were. I mean, they were sort of like Asian inspired tacos. Oh, which, like. Okay. A couple of my favorite things coming together right there. Mm. Um, but that was the first place we went. Um, so they had. So, yeah, that was. That was kind of a, I don't know, it was sort of a hidden, hidden spot, it seemed mm-hmm. like. Um, but yeah, they had a couple different options for tacos, and they also had, um, they also had chicken wings and egg rolls. So we rolled up to there, and pretty much between us, we all got one of everything on the menu. Oh, that's rad. And See, um, That's one of the cool things about going with a bunch of friends, I guess. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, I mean... Originally, it was just going to be me and uh, a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of thought it was just going to be us, us two. But we had a couple other friends decide they actually wanted to participate, like at the last last second. So nice. The more, the merrier. A- absolutely, especially in a uh, uh, taco fest. So, um, so that there was there was the tacos. Man, that was a huge miss because I looked at the menu and I didn't understand a lot of it. So I was like, "This isn't tacos. This is food truck." And like, there was another food truck right around the corner from that too. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but I'm pretty sure it's not tacos. So you had to you had to figure out a lot on your own. It seemed like. <laughs> gotcha. You know, just had to figure it out like we also went to um we also went to the barbecue place that you mentioned yeah um and and that was really good too like Mm -hmm. i was i was impressed i mean of course everything was marked up like it usually is um probably cost about twice as much as you'd find outside of a festival like that but i mean you know it was still food worth trying like yeah I i was impressed I, I tell you what, though, the, the deal of the day was the $9 two taco place at Chronic Tacos right around the, the corner from the Rockstar booth. And mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny because that's where my wife and I went first. Okay, so now let, let me see if I could tell this very quickly because I know our, our time together is short. We uh, <laughs> So we threw down for, like, the VIP premium experience thing. Which, yeah, I saw that you had that wristband. Yeah, you know, and on, in and, that picture of yours. <laughs> so, and what that was is like, so we got um, early, early entry. So, like, we we got into the gates at noon. So, oh, yeah. and we beelined it for that. Well, we were we were like of like the first dozen people into the event. And then we uh, we just kind of casually, after kind of walking around the grounds, were oh yeah, we should probably get some tacos. We're kind of hungry, so we kind of casually roll up to this Chronic Tacos place. Um, you know, after after of course getting a a delicious cup of uh, free Rockstar. But yeah, we we hit that the up. Rockstar was free. Yeah. Yeah, the cool. entire I time. Check that out, but oh, buddy, nice. but yeah, no, and and so yeah, and that's where we kept missing each other because like they they every time you got like a cup of free Rockstar, uh, they they would give you raffle tickets too. 
So my wife and I each had like fistfuls of raffle tickets, and we, they were given away like T-shirts and backpacks, and and uh, and they have backpacks. Um, no, and and uh, uh, swag, wireless headphones, and we didn't win a damn thing, but oh. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, we we were coked up on free Rockstar for most. We probably drank more Rockstar than we did beer. But I uh, I wait definitely a better deal. <laughs> but yeah, so we cash. We we casually roll up to Chronic Tacos and we're like, oh yeah, I guess we'll get this. Yeah, that was the last time we were able to roll up to there because the line was almost outside and around the block yeah. the entire event. And yeah. it, it was like, oh well, I get. I I'm glad we didn't want to get more of that because there's no getting in now. But yeah, they um, were insane. Yeah, but at least it took attention away from the other places. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a really good point because, um, you know, it, it was interesting. The you know we, we were talking about you know kind of like deals and things like that. What wasn't such a great deal? Uh, your mileage may vary, but I think like the 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 beer presentation was kind of lame. Yeah. Like you okay, so you can pay like ten dollars for like a twelve ounce can, or you could pay four four dollars for like a four ounce taste sample thing and the thing that's interesting about so like it was a hot day and you know cold beer is always good but it also takes up a lot of real estate i i think i probably found myself in the in using the restroom more than i did a lot of other things but but yeah no it was uh i i so i i did a little bit of both my my wife and i mostly just shared like if we saw something that had like a can that looked halfway okay we're like oh, i guess we'll get that and like we would we would share that but how was how how was your experience with the uh of the beer tasting type aspect of things um i mean yeah it was expensive i only went for the i only went for the bigger containers because i don't know i figured it i was at least kind of getting my money's worth there i don't know um yeah it, it beats paying 16 bucks for like a 16 ounce of whatever i mean we we so early in the morning like not all of the beer vendors were set up during that noon time when we got our tacos so we ended up just getting like a 16 dollar glass of uh mendrum red uh to drink with our first tacos because we we didn't like want to walk around and do all of that but that's just poor planning on our part yeah i think i i tried like one of the craft beers i guess and then pretty much stuck to the domestic ones for the rest of the time because it was like $18 versus $14. Jeez. Um, and then, you know, I guess like with every one you say yes to, it gets a little easier to say yes to another one. And uh, another when I had one. my friends there kind of goading me into it, you know, I, I, I ended up probably spending more than I planned to. But, oh, oh, I ju- mean, just on beverages? Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. All's, all's well that ends well though <laughs> so uh so before we uh, you know kind of kind of talk about the the music well you know i mean because that that was actually like the reason that like this the reason for the season as it were there there was another aspect of this particular festival in this show that uh that that i really like would like to talk about a little bit and i i may or may yes. not have uh have some uh sound effects to uh, uh accompany us <laughs> as well but but um so so they had this uh this traditional 
whole Lucha Libre wrestling, which, quite honestly, Luke, that was the thing that sealed the deal for me to want to go to the show. I mean, I I obviously love The Offspring. I like Pennywise. I was really stoked to see Against Me. Um, and then it just kind of... Uh, uh, but but anyway, it was, it was the wrestling where I was like, you know what? This could be something kind of special. There There's enough convergence here for me to be really stoked on it. So... And and I and that's actually where like you and I first kind of got connected on uh, mm-hmm. you know because you're like are you here there's there's a thing here that needs your attention so <laughs> so so kind of kind of talk about your experience with the uh, the lucha libre wrestling so yeah that was the the first time I I sort of had the presence of mind to to contact you um, so. <laughs> So that was a, that was honestly a lot more fun than I thought it would be. Like I didn't really know, I didn't really know what to I didn't really know what to expect um, because I don't know this isn't really like wrestling of any kind is just not really something I've been involved with or into like ever. Um, <gasps> <laughs> but um, I I really enjoyed this. Like I don't know it was it was more choreographed than I thought it would be Mm -hmm. but it was like it was very well well choreographed and (laughs) it was just it was just really funny and entertaining the whole the whole time (laughs) um I guess I I didn't expect all the the theatrics like I probably should have but you know it was Mm -hmm. it was it was a lot of fun um we caught I think Two matches, um, okay. and both of them were were team fights, team matches. <laughs> um, so you had there was the the one which was almost like a a showdown between um, two people of size, yes. and uh, <laughs> two like kind of smaller dudes, um, which uh, I didn't. That was kind of the the token white guy in there too. <laughs> but, um, right. Well, and, and it's funny just to you know tangent for a sec. Like I I you know we watched some of the earlier uh, matches like very early, and it was like you know skinny flame haired white guys like jumping around. I'm like, what the hell is this? I need some you know humongous sweaty <laughs> lucha libre guys you know beating the hell out of each other. And it and it turns out that's kind of what um uh, what ended up happening later. And you know uh, just to just to share my experience very briefly before uh, um, uh, we we get back to to your fun because you you spoiler alert you had a whole lot more fun with it than I did because they they had the 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 matches layered kind of funny with uh, with mm-hmm. the the song sets so by the time we would get done watching a set we would we did a lot of traveling that day it was like back and forth back and forth yeah. but but we uh by the time we would get out to where the wrestling was like like I don't know if the 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 uh, match uh, I I don't even know what the the ring thank you Jesus uh, if the ring wasn't like high enough you know like if they had put basically like the, it was so deep with people that we really couldn't see very well and that really kind of diminished our our enjoyment of it plus we where we were we couldn't really hear the PA very well so like basically like you know it'd be like. <laughs> 
Lucha! 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 That's all I got, honestly, too. I didn't really know what they were saying other than that. <laughs> but yeah, so it was... It was um, and, and not to be a curmudgeon about it, but it was mildly disappointing for me because I, I think I had some expectations going in, and I think because of my planning and what my wife and I wanted to see, it was just one of those things where it kind of got uh, uh, prioritized differently. And, and so, yeah, uh, uh, from there, yeah, just uh, so like, um, yeah, just kind of talk a little more about kind of what you saw and, and what you thought of, thought of that wrestling. Well, I guess you really did kind of have to make a, a choice there, I suppose, because we pretty much ignored the first few bands just to kind of, we went, we're going back and forth between getting food and mm-hmm. watching the, the wrestling. Like, so that's, I mean, I missed, I missed against me, which I kind of did want to see, but yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to beat you up for it. There. I don't want to beat you up for it, but they were good. That I, <laughs> I, bet. I kept telling my wife, you know, um, uh, you know, beyond the offspring, against me is who I wanted to see, and and again, they did not disappoint. Wish they would play three three three, but that's that's just me. But um, but no, yeah. they, they they did a really good set, and yeah, sorry, dude, you kind of missed out. <laughs> but then I missed out um, on wrestling, so, <laughs> so there yeah, you go. You kind of had to choose between the two. Yeah, um, yeah. So so honestly, um, yeah. Let's see. So more on that. <laughs> um, let's see. So the, I talked about the first the first match mm-hmm. that we saw with the. The Sean White lookalike guy. Yes. Um, <laughs> Good eventually, call, the, by the eventually way. the crowd caught on to that, mm-hmm. and so like for the rest of the time, they were just like cheering. They were just yelling Sean White <laughs> at him. <laughs> Sean White, Sean White. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if like some people were invested in this or like were on one team or the other because it seemed like some. Some of the audience was. I don't know. I okay. was just kind of there for the show. I wasn't really uh, in support of any particular team. Right. Um, and, I mean, the whole thing, like, it's not like there was really winners or losers necessarily. It was kind of just about the, the theatrics. It was about, it was about the story. <laughs> the storyline. It, uh, it was very cinematic because you'd mm-hmm. have these, I don't really know what the rules are or anything, but because it seemed like, they were kind of just whatever was convenient. Because, I mean, there was a ref there, okay. uh, but it seemed like he usually wasn't. He was kind of there more just as he had a role, but he didn't really have much control of the situation. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, like he was pretty funny because, like, there's there was a couple times where he's just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and, and everything was very exaggerated, you know, not, not unlike, uh, you know, like, WWE or kind of what you would associate with Lucha Libre, you know, anybody that seen like, you know, Nacho Libre and stuff like that. There's that the extent <laughs> of my experience with yeah, it, that, that movie. And, and it kind of, kind of plays, you know, I, I, I wonder if we should talk to our uh, uh, friend Andrea to see what, what her take on that would be, because I, it's so funny. Cause like anytime like a Nacho Libre meme will come up, she's like, that's my life. <laughs> she's, she's very, uh, she's got a lot of, ownership of that it's pretty funny but but yeah so you you had uh you had messaged me at one point you're like oh man we 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 need your style of uh needs your commentary (laughs) yes 
It did. Oh, got the body bags. <laughs> he can't get up from that. You know what? Forgo the hospital. <laughs> Just send him right to the morgue because he's clearly deceased. By God, he's dead. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he's got a folding chair. <laughs> there were no no chairs appeared. Although I do I do think someone someone got hit with a trash can at one point. Oh really? Um, yeah. They he like they ended up outside. Toe, they ended up clear. outside of the ring, and uh, there was an improvised weapon situation. Pile driver uh, on top of three chairs. Oh no! Just get the dirt. Let's just pour the dirt right out his face. No funeral. No funeral. Don't even call his mother. <laughs> there, there were always these moments where like you thought that things were gonna were gonna end. Like it looked like one of the one of the guys had another. Another guy pinned because for some reason there always ended up being just two in the ring at one okay. time. But then, like the second, the second dude would show up just like right in the nick of time, and just, like, <laughs> <laughs> change oh. things, change things up again. <laughs> um, it was just that sort of like theatrical, like last second change, change of the time. Like the the ref would be going to try and count, and like <laughs> the other dude would jump in and just like grab his arm. <laughs> <laughs> By God, it looks no. like he's risen from the grave. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, whether whether or not everything was was uh, scripted and choreographed, which it probably was. I mean, it was still. It, it was for the best, I think. <laughs> gotcha. All right, I got one more to close that out. Clear out this arena right now. Can get everyone out of the building. This is officially a mausoleum because he's dead. <laughs> and uh, uh, Thank shout you. out. I needed that. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like when you messaged me, I'm like, oh, he needs a. Uh, he needs a. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I got one of these here. By God, he's dead. <laughs> so. I think everyone walked away alive, though. I don't think anyone died. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, man. Well, as as we close out, um, so okay, so you mentioned that you uh, uh, missed most of the music in in lieu of the wrestling. Um, so, uh, did you guys just did you watch just the Offspring, or did you uh, did you catch Pennywise also? Uh, we saw Pennywise and the Offspring. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I- my friend, uh, my friend and I, uh, two of us, we had pit tickets. Our other two friends were just, uh, they just had the cheaper ones. The oh, okay. Tickets. Oh, sure, sure. So we, so we two ended up actually going in, going in and getting up close. Nice. It, yeah, it was funny. Just our our uh, our good buddy X Trevbot X uh, shared a shared a meme on uh, Facebook that that really made me smile because everything in there is true. Like you know where where the the where the push pit is, where the teenagers are, where the fans are, and like so like there there was like a purple graphic that says fans that are there by themselves. Yeah, that's where I was, and I'm like, oh my god, it me. <laughs> As a fan who is usually or, or quite often by myself, I, it's true. Yeah, the, the corner is a good is good real estate. It, it's it's a great spot. So I basically I waited for Pennywise to kind of uh, drain out a little bit, and I'm like, you know, half of these people aren't going to leave. And sure enough, that's what it was. But yeah, I uh, so I I went with my wife. We both had like the the VIP uh, thing, which covers you could get into both uh, the seats and uh, the pit. 
either way. Uh, yeah, the run of the place. Yeah, so yeah, we we and and it was so funny because like we also had access to like this VIP lounge area, which was a fucking joke. I mean, you go in and there's like this tent. You probably oh, because it was right by the uh, the um, uh, Loatian uh, uh, food truck. The, the entrance was right there, and like there's this structure, and it's so funny. Yeah, you know, when you get to be an adult and you start shopping for ticket levels, and if you see something that says private restroom, it's like, hey, uh, uh, do we do we want to throw down a hundred bucks for this? Ooh, I don't know. Private restroom <laughs> though, and 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 well worth the cost. Yeah, of yeah, and 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 my wife was just like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> so I don't know. White River does a pretty good job of keeping things pretty pretty nice, though in that in that regard. I I, I agree. It was very clean. It was very well kept. Uh, um, yeah, it was really kind of a waste that VIP lounge area, and it, it was like super hot too. Like there there was. Oh, it like, wasn't even cool. No, like, no. If it, if it said air conditioning, like. That that would have been worth the price. Well, and that's what we were thinking because, like, they had like their own cash bar. It was like this enclosed area, but it just basically became like a um, a hot house, a freaking greenhouse. And it's like, screw oh, this. And and they didn't have any like you know special exclusive beer vendors or anything like that. It was it was really kind of a waste. But having the access that we got was worth it because like she um uh, she didn't want to necessarily do the pit. And we knew it was going to get a little rowdy for Offspring, so it's like, how about you go down? I'll just hang here in the seats, and we'll we'll meet at the tree over by the uh, where the water people were, um, and you know when the show's done, and that's fine. So I went down there. I was thinking I was going to hook up with you and your friend, but I I think just once the show got going in that sea of humanity, um, <laughs> yeah, because I kept looking over. I I'm I'm that weird guy at shows that is always looking around i think i think i make people nervous because i'm yeah, always honestly i'm looking around all the time i'm like are you cool guy luke are you cool guy luke are, are you my friend <laughs> what what's your deal what's your deal uh how are you hi hi i i i am mike you know <laughs> yeah it was it i i'm i'm totally that guy until like the the set starts but um yeah, man, I I was really pleased with the set. It was uh, um, it was a good balance, and you know, obviously, you know me, I'm a huge Offspring fan. So uh, for that, I I was not disappointed um, in terms of like the the uh, mix and ratio um, and uh, uh, things like that. It was it, it, it was really good. What uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I heard every I heard every song of theirs that I. I wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they were, they were really good. I'd never seen them live before, but, um, oh, okay. but, uh, yeah, they, they put on a really great show. It was, it was a lot of fun. And honestly, like the pit was pretty rowdy, mm-hmm. but it was also one of the just better behaved mosh pits I've been in. Absolutely. Like everybody was pretty, they were, everybody was pretty, um, pretty good about, you know, at, at least having some um, awareness and, you know, not the only people who were involved in the in the roughness were people who wanted to be like, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was a very courteous uh mosh situation totally so. well well and it's hilarious because they even stopped the show at one point like during a break 
Oh, uh, which which was perfect, by the way. That that break in the middle of bad habit that really cracked me up because because I I was already starting to say the words and I'm like, wait a second. Oh, they've stopped the show. Okay, and yeah. So like, uh, yeah. Noodles said like, yeah. This is like one of the most uh, courteous and polite uh, pit areas he'd ever seen. He's like, oh yeah. There's people picking each other up and being nice and mm-hmm. and, and that seems par for the course for uh, for the Pacific Northwest because we are. <laughs> We may be super standoffish, but we are also very uh, uh, polite and considerate and cordial and all of that. And and for so I I, I lasted about halfway. And is what it. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. And again, this is this is where my age comes in. Is basically like I uh, um, I was fine with being smushed, but I couldn't get my I couldn't move my arms very well. And like when I'm at shows, you know, especially if there's a lot of woes and a haze, there's there's fists a pumping that goes with that. It's like hey yeah. hey hey. So I'm all about that. And if I can't get my hand up. To do a hey hey, um, yeah. So I I it was I I left for a couple of different reasons. You know, one was the arm thing, but yeah, I just you know I wanted to hang out with my wife and you know so we could kind of enjoy the show together. So I kind I kind of split my my time half and half between um, you know going uh, uh, being up front and kind of I was going to say going hard in the pit, but I did not go hard at all. I uh, I stayed in my uh, my civilian fan corner for. sure sure but uh but yeah no it was uh it was a blast i you know would recommend would do again uh how how about you yeah um uh, i agree i would see them again maybe not for almost a hundred dollars but you yeah, know no kidding <laughs> there was, no kidding it, it was the it was the show plus a lot of other things so you know but it it was a really good show and we did stay till the very end um, yeah. thought there might be an encore, but there wasn't. So yeah, see, I cheated a little bit, and I, you know, it was almost the equivalent of getting like, you know, maybe some Infinity War spoilers or something. I, uh, I had looked at the set lists from previous shows. So yeah. I kind of knew what the deal was, and I saw the common pattern that uh, that self esteem was the last song. So once they started out, to end it with yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, um, one quick thing, because I, I know uh, I know you need to get going. We've uh, uh, kept you for uh, a couple minutes longer, but yeah. I, I um, uh, one of the things that made me smile because of where I was, they they did uh, one of their songs, uh, "Meaning of Life." It's off uh, Ixnay on the Ombre. It's kind of it's kind of a deep cuts but the crowd freaking knew it and i could see dexter holland walking back and forth to both sides and just this huge grin on his face you know when i'm sure you've seen this a lot it shows you go to where like the singer is surprised how well the crowd knows the song and how much they participate i think yeah. I, I think that one kind of caught him off guard a little bit you know that was the one with like you know thanks but no thanks and and again i was trying to like you know fist pump and it didn't quite work but but anyway um so uh um cool guy luke uh be- before uh, before we let you go, man, you know I I wanted to ask you about the uh, the benefit show coming up and your duties as music director and your show Uncommon Chords, but uh, man, I'm giving you the bums rush here because because uh, yeah we we are out of time, but yeah, but definitely. but uh, but yeah I so. Um, 
uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to do this again and talk about uh, uh, some of that other sure. stuff and things. But um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, thanks for taking the time to join me today. This uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. It's I think this is the first time I've appeared on your your show. Absolutely, in its current oh. form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it up for oh, Cool yeah. Guy Luke making his uh, Mike Seibert Radio uh, guest hosting debut. So, all right, man. Well, the I, audience is impressed. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, don't be a stranger. And we'll, uh, you know, I mean, this is like two shows in as many weeks where we've run into each other. So this uh, we might yeah. have to make that a habit and, uh, you know, uh, uh, kick it uh, when uh, whenever we can. But uh, but yeah. again, you've uh, you got a show to do. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, cool guy, Luke. Thank you so much. And have a great show. We will talk to you again soon. Later. All right. Have a good one, man. Cool guy Luke, give it up for him one more time. Live studio audience uh, going crazy for cool guy Luke. Um, always always fun to kick it and catch up with him. Uh, cool guy Luke is the current music director over at KGRG FM. So if you are an independent band or you know you're you're doing independent music, anything where you're playing today's rock and you'd like the chance to hear your stuff on a radio station that's been doing it better than anybody else for almost 30 years, uh, send your MP3s to music M U S I C at kgrg.com that will go directly to the music desk and cool guy luke will give your stuff a listen and if if you are doing that um you know maybe let them know that that you heard about it through the mike cybert radio podcast and you know he'd be like hmm i will give that an extra consideration and a listen I don't know if he'll do that at all, but anyway, I just, uh, um, anyway, music at KGRG.com. Um, and Hey, uh, I also want to mention that upcoming benefit show for KGRG, uh, that, uh, that I, I was going to ask Luke about, but unfortunately we ran out of time. Uh, that show is going to be Friday, June 1st, just a couple weeks from now at real art Tacoma featuring the home team, Marrowstone, honest Iago, and TBA. My favorite band. In fact, actually, uh, um, I, a couple folks have beat me to it, uh, saying that uh, somebody should start a ska band called TBA uh, real quick and get on the lineup uh, for the KGRG benefit show. Um, and uh, as for our experience at the uh, uh, Sabroso uh, Festival I talked about earlier, I mentioned uh, that my wife and I went together. We uh, we had a really good time, uh, but there were a couple things I wanted to mention uh, before. Uh, so. So we um we actually uh listened to all of the bands and I uh, I actually hadn't seen a show at White River Amphitheater before. It was uh, for a variety of reasons, mostly because traffic notoriously sucks. I've always kind of avoided that venue. And one of the things that about it is that it's like watching a show in an airplane hangar. You know, it's like it's 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 a, a covered stage. Um, it looks like a, a a non-retractable roof for a sports stadium, and it's kind of kind of cold. I think um, would be a way to describe it. But this was really cool because it was a very sunny day uh, that that Saturday. So like basically, we would get baked in the sun as we're drinking uh, overly expensive beers and trying to stand on our tippy toes, trying to watch uh, lucha libre wrestling, and basically we would go in and watch uh, the shows. And I and I want to give a shout out to all of the bands and the organizers and everybody because like they posted the set times like a week prior, and that shit was tight. 
I mean, uh, uh, Los Kung Fu Monkeys was set to start at 3 p.m., and they started at 3 p.m. Uh, they uh, they played a 30-minute set that was uh, supposed to end at 3.30. It ended at 3.30. Um, and same thing with every other band. Like, um, So you could set your clock to it, and it's, it, it's really cool to see uh, set times that are more than just kind of like a suggestion. But yeah, no, everybody was on time, and, uh, and I thought that was great. Um, so, so I did kind of want to run through this uh, really quick because uh, so we saw uh, Los Kung Fu Muckies. They uh, they are a ska band out of Tijuana. They uh, um, they were great. They were a lot of fun. Uh, uh, their trumpet player was playing uh, was wearing a Mariners jersey. Uh, uh, Robbie Cano, I think. Um, uh, so so that was really cool. I would have liked to have seen more than three or four songs from them. Um, Unwritten Law, you know, obviously a uh, uh, old school punk band, California punk band. Um, uh, their, their set was great. Um, I got a story about unwritten law when I, when I'm, uh, uh, done with this, uh, one of the bands that I wasn't exactly keen on seeing the, uh, uh, on the lineup was lit. Now you remember lit, like they, they played a song on, you know, the American pie soundtrack. And, and of course you've got some of this. So yeah, so they, uh, you know, they they were famous for their song "My Own Worst Enemy" and a couple things. I I never really cared for Lit very much. I kind of uh, uh, put them in the same category as say like Sugar Ray and Smash Mouth of what I would consider to be uh, uh, baby music. Um, punk rock for babies, um, you know, and, and, you know, I, you know me, I, I have the musical fluency of a partially thawed fish stick, but I know what I like and I will wear my hypocrisy on my sleeve in that it's weird that I don't care for lit and sugar Ray and smash smash mouth, but I'm a huge fan of the offspring. Um, those two don't quite reconcile, but whatever I, I like what I like, but, but where I'm going with this is that they were surprised surprisingly good um my wife leaned over and she's like 
I like his voice. He's got a pretty good voice, and yeah, it uh, it holds up. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was it was uh, not bad. And like I was talking about with Luke, uh, uh, pretty extensively, the the set that I was anxious to see was against me. And and again, not much more to say about that other than they brought the heat. Um, uh, really, really enjoyed that. That's a band that I um I discovered. Uh, through my time at KGRG, and I remember I uh, they they opened for Bad Religion. Uh, the last time they were in Seattle and I went to that show as part of uh, KGRG and I just it blew my hair back. I, I just I just really like their sound and intensity and and it, it was awesome. But it was kind of funny, though, because after that that Bad Religion show last year, I kept running into all of my friends like cool guy Luke and extra bot X saying like, Oh yeah, uh, against me is awesome. And, and the, the response they would give me like, well, of course you like them, you know, because they, they know that I'm into the offspring and bad religion and kind of like that, 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 uh, uh, California punk sound. And yeah, it was, uh, um, yeah, no, I, anyway, so they've stuck with me and I, it's a band I really like, uh, Pennywise, um, I I was really surprised by how hard they went because um, it I would say in that crowd there was probably just about as many people to see uh, Pennywise as there were the Offspring or at least so I thought until the Offspring actually started and that pit filled up. Uh, but no, uh, Pennywise was great and uh, one of my uh, favorite things during their set was they did um, I forget what it was called but basically like it was kind of like a a, a t shirt um it was like a like a, a t-shirt cover challenge or something where like basically they would uh look out into the pit in the audience and see like people's t-shirts and they'd play like uh like a chord or two from each of the bands so i see a misfit shirt right there though i see ramones who likes the ramones What else you guys got out there? Who's got a t-shirt of a band that like Bad Religion? We like Bad Religion. Early man walks out of How about Nofix? Nofix, is that how you pronounce it? No effects. Oh, I see you. I see you down there. Wasted youth. Huh? 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 We ripped them the fuck right off. It's all good. That's you. Sorry, Jeff. Oh, good. No, no, no. You ruined it now. It's you, Jeff. You ruined it now. But they, uh, you know, obviously, since it's uh, the Pacific Northwest, they, uh, um, uh, they, they uh, dropped some Nirvana. They, they did a really sick cover of uh, Territorial Pissings, which was 
Oh, it was it was it was intense and it was awesome and it was worth it. And again, um, uh, the offspring was great. And and I I already talked about it. Uh, you heard when I when I uh, mentioned to Cool Guy Luke uh, how uh, Dexter was so impressed with uh, uh, the audience's knowledge of uh, meaning of life that that kind of uh, um, uh, deeper cut from Ixnay. But uh, the one of the songs that I I really appreciated was. Uh, he does a stripped down uh, piano version of uh, Gone Away. You know, one, one of their most iconic songs. It's a very sad song. And it's um, uh, I I saw them do that song. Uh, I want to say like ten years ago. The last time I saw them live, they played at uh, Wamu Theater, where um, with uh, Alkaline Trio and uh, Street Dogs. Uh, but anyway, no, he he brings out the piano and he does this uh, um, again solemn piano stripped down version of their their uh, hit "Gone Away," and. It's kind of cool to see the entire uh, stadium filled up with, uh, um, at first, with uh, people with actual lighters, which, you know, for a few years I hadn't seen. But then, like, you see the lighters go up. I'm like, I, I you know, uh, elbowed Lucky in the ribs. I was like, those are actual lighters. That's weird. But then after that, it was, you know, everybody with the flashlights in their phones. And uh, and that was really cool. And I like in the intervening years, because, I mean, they've, they've never recorded it. They've never released. It's just kind of like a treat that they do live. Um, they've they've uh, changed it up a little bit. Like when I saw it last, it was just Dexter on the piano. But like for the the uh, final chorus, the full band comes in, so it kind of melds from the piano into this kind of full band uh, version of it, and it was really haunting and really cool. That was. Uh, um, uh, something that really stuck with me as uh, as a high point. Uh, something that that uh, I didn't get to mention with uh, Cool Guy Luke was they had the uh, Kobayashi Taco Eating Challenge before the Offspring started, and that was a trip because apparently uh, Kobayashi was really there. Now in the world of competitive eating, this is a guy that's a guy, so he's been on the Sabroso tour with. Uh, with everybody and has been doing this taco eating challenge and they uh, they put a minute on the clock and they just let him eat tacos for a minute. I, I don't remember how many he got through. It was um, quite a bit. I think he had gotten through like 12 tacos in in less than 10 seconds or something like that. I think it was well over 60 tacos that Kobayashi ended up uh, uh, shoving in his face, but it was uh, it, it, it was it was very interesting. <laughs> Um, uh, but the, uh, uh, the last story I wanted to share with him, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I made myself a note to say, don't forget to tell the story. So, um, like I had mentioned, uh, my wife and I 
watched all the bands. So we're watching Unwritten Law and we see uh, Scott Russo, their their singer, comes out and he's, uh, you know, and it's so funny because rock stars crack me up because like everybody is wearing dark sunglasses and long pants and usually a flannel of some kind. So yeah, so he was wearing like this purple flannel, had to be roasting in a, in that heat. But yeah, he comes out, does a set. And then uh, later on, we, uh, um, we were watching Lit and just casually out of nowhere, we uh, we see Scott Russo. He just, uh, you know, like where we were sitting in the seats, he just kind of came in, walked across, walked one row directly in front of my wife and I. And we see him. We were both looking at him. Oh, my God, that's Scott Russo. That's weird. And he, he goes and sits down in a seat a couple rows from us. It was uh, completely empty. Didn't have anybody around him. And is just watching lit set. Just just sitting there. Um, sparks up a cigarette. He just lights up a cigarette right there uh, in the uh, in the seating area of a White River Amphitheater. <laughs> and we we were glued to this uh, more so than even watching a lit perform uh, because like one of the event staff comes down. He's like, sir, you you can't smoke in here. And, uh, and the whole the whole time, I don't think the dude's expression changed, but we were far enough away to where we didn't hear any of the exchange. But, he, you know, he puts out his cigarette and just uh, um, eventually a couple fans identify him and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, do a couple pictures with him where, again, his expression didn't change. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I got that wrong uh, because Lucky told me later that like that was the only time uh, she saw him smile was in that in that picture with those pair of fans. But after that, dude lights up another cigarette and we're we're watching because there's like a couple Live Nation folks and they're kind of like hanging around at the edge of the back wall of the seats. It's like, how's this going to go? And nothing really happened. He just ended up uh, uh, putting out his uh, finishing his cigarette and then eventually just kind of getting up and walking away. And and that's and that's our uh, unwritten law, uh, Scott Russo story. Uh, but it was weird because like when we were watching him perform, it's he had a, he had something on his left hand. It was like 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 a like a, a black leather thong thing. Um, um, and it looked like he had a robot hand. Um, so I, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know if Scott Russo is uh, uh, short a couple fingers or if that's just his aesthetic. You know, maybe he does something on stage with it or whatever. But yeah, like, yeah, he just had like this weird uh, black leather sling thing over like his uh, from his middle to his pinky fingers, like his thumb and his index finger were were out. But the rest were in this uh, uh, again, this uh, um, robot claw looking hand thing, which uh, uh, which we thought was super weird. But after after the show, I did a little bit of research. You know, it's like, OK, I, you know, one to find out the dude's name because I couldn't remember uh, Scott Russo's name off the off the top of my head. But um, apparently um, Unwritten Law is uh, uh, they are shown performing in the background uh, practicing during the movie Coyote Ugly. Now, I know that that is uh, one of Lucky's uh, my my lovely wife's uh, one of her uh, one of her favorite movies. So we may have to watch that movie again. Again, to see if we can identify where Unwritten Law is. Apparently, like they're again just like in the background in one of the scenes. They're not really featured. They don't have a song on the soundtrack or anything like that. But but they're apparently there. So that's uh, <laughs> so that's something we're 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 definitely um, gonna have uh, um, uh, gonna have to check out. 
But I got to share with you the original thing that put the show on my radar to begin with. And I got to give a shout out to my man, Cork, host of the former Buzz Morning Show uh, back on KGRG. Uh, back in January, he uh, he tweeted me the announcement poster saying, quote, um, I, I felt beer, tacos and the offspring coming to Auburn was important enough reason to make a brief return to Twitter and share this with you. And ironically enough. He has not tweeted since. Um, you uh, you can find him out on Facebook kicking around, though. Uh, but check this out. Craft beer, tasty tacos, live music, Sabroso Craft Beer Taco and Music Festival uh, with uh, The Offspring, Pennywise, The Vandals, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies, Against Me, Lit, Street Dogs, Unwritten Law, and Los Kung Fu Monkeys takes more than 100 different craft beers. I uh I uh missed the asterisk that read uh lineup varies by city and uh and I actually thought for uh for some reason that all nine of those bands would be on the same bill uh which is bonkers uh thinking about it now but what caught my eye was uh uh in addition to all the other bands uh, was uh me first in the gimme gimmies and of course uh, street dogs the band that I mentioned earlier I uh it, it wasn't until long after we bought our tickets that uh that I actually noticed the the final lineup uh for the Auburn stop uh, um, did not include either uh, me first in the gimme gimmies or street dogs. Um, oh well. Uh, anyway, I, I was actually going somewhere with all this. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, street dogs put out a brand new single called "Stand Up for Something or Die for Nothing" uh, from their upcoming album of the same name. Uh, their first one since 2010. And man, I uh, <laughs> I can't believe uh, it's uh, it's been eight years since uh, since they pull out a record uh but even so I would have waited an eternity for this. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, I, I've been really eager to share this with you. Uh, Dave Sanders is up next, and we're talking TV. This is brand new Street Dogs on Mike Seibert Radio.
Yeah, man, brand new street dog. Stand up for something or die for nothing. I really like that one. Uh, again, that uh, that new album of the same title uh, drops on June 22nd. And if this is any indication of what's going to be on that record, it will be well worth the wait. Now, let's head back to the phones and welcome our next guest, Dave Sanders. Yo. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Uh, doing all right. How are you? Oh man, I'm I'm doing great. I just uh I I just got done talking to Cool Guy Luke for a half hour about a craft beer, taco, and beer music fest uh, that uh, that happened at a White River last weekend. That was uh that was a whole lot of fun. So I'm like I'm like super stoked and all high on you know uh, <laughs> microphone energy. So yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all pumped and ready to talk about TV and stuff. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so there there's been all kinds of like crazy uh, moves and shakes and 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 surprise cancellations and surprise renewals and I don't think I've seen anything like this in in recent memory and you know so confused was I and actually you know the the timing couldn't be more uh, perfect uh, to bring in my good friend Dave Sanders here's a live studio audience going crazy for Dave Sanders. <laughs> I miss you, audience. I miss you. Because I, 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 I gotta tell you, Dave. I, uh, I need some help un, you know, wrapping my head around all of this stuff. So why uh, why don't you, why don't you kind of lead us off and take us away? Okay. Well, uh, what I was thinking of doing is we'll go network by network and uh, see what's been canceled and or is still uh, the fate unknown, as you will. And then we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll do a little teasing into the fall preview without going into too much detail because we got to leave that for our next show, I'm sure. A- absolutely. Uh, let, let's go ahead and start with NBC. Now, I'm going to leave one out on purpose here, okay. and you already know what that is, Mike, but we'll talk about that at the end when we talk about the uh, the Fox uh, fiasco that's going on over there. Yes. Because- good Lord. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and one of the things that you shared with me, and actually, it, it's, it, it's I mean, again, the time couldn't be better because, like, we were, we were um, uh, going back and forth on Facebook earlier today, and oh. you said, hey, by the way, I've, uh, I've been, uh, uh, meaning to reach out so we could do another TV episode, and uh, you know, looking over uh, my show notes for what I was going to record today, I wanted to talk about at least uh, there were some uh, specific shows I wanted to mention, and I was going to talk about it anyway. I'm like, well, shoot, why why don't we just expand the topic and uh, you know get with our our resident TV expert, uh, patent pending. Oh. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm that, just, that was random. I it, like that, though. Well, I like it. Well, it can't be any more random than this. <laughs> I, I don't I just I just happened to have my sound page up uh for for my button bar and I'm just I'm just I'm just hitting buttons. That's never a bad thing though. No. I mean you saw how we used to do it on the buzz back in the day on KGRG. Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, so. all right. So let's go ahead and start with NBC. I'm just gonna go over okay. the ones that were canceled and or ending uh to start off. Apparently there was yeah. another law and order uh, chapter called True Crime. I never heard of that. Oh, you it was canceled. No, that that was uh, that was uh, the, oh, the the Menendez, the Menendez ones okay. with uh, with Edie Falco. And That's I right. 
I remember when we were talking about in our fall preview that I thought it was highly dubious that they just kind of threw the Law & Order uh, branding on it. And we speculated at the time that w- it was perhaps trying to, uh, you know, like ingratiate it to the Law & Order audience or something mm-hmm. when when they're really just kind of like doing a Diet Pepsi version of like the People versus OJ. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know about you, Dave, but I never watched an episode of that. So I don't know if they incorporated like law and order iconography into it, you know, like the Chung Chungs and things like that. I, I don't I don't know if any of that happened, but I think what they were hoping to do was launch it as like, say, like an anthology series, because even yeah. like like technically with the uh, People versus O.J. Simpson show, that's that's. It, technically an anthology series it's like um oh god it, let me make sure i get the title right i'm not going to get right. it right it was like like american crime story or true yeah. crime story yeah. or it was the first one you have american crime story people versus oj simpson and then they did a second one with uh I want to say it was like Versace or something. Like yeah, that. it was. It was the assassination of Gianni Versace, and yeah. I I didn't watch it. Neither I, did I. I. I didn't care. The OJ uh, gripped me because I was a kid at that time, and going back and the, the nostalgia was there for me watching that unfold. Absolutely. As, uh, a nine, ten, eleven year old at the time. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other ones that got the X from the NBC side of things were Taken, uh, which was, I think, loosely based off of uh, Liam Neeson being the worst father, uh, provider, <laughs> parent, uh, husband, everything else that could be in movie in movie history. A lot of that. Uh, it was one of those things, whenever I saw commercials, I would just laugh. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like, next week on Taken. Somebody Are you take it again? What the hell? <laughs> somebody gets taken. <laughs> you can take it. Uh, the Brave, which was, I think, their uh, NBC's answer to CBS's uh, Seal type show with uh, with Angel slash Booth from Bones. Yeah, and and that's uh, a bummer because I kind of liked that. That that was that was the one where it kind of stuck with me. I mean, I still think you could have done without uh, Anne Hache in it, but the, uh, the 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 other characters in there were were pretty solid. You know, in terms of like that military style show, I think it was the one that most reminded me of the unit uh, from back in the day on CBS. So I and my wife and I really loved that show, and it kind of captured a little bit of that energy. But yeah, sad to see that one go. And I was about to say, leave the military-type shows to CBS. I mean, they had JAG, they had the unit, they had uh, NCIS, all iterations of it. Sure. Leave that to CBS. Um, great news. I, I vaguely remember seeing ads for this. I just never saw it. And mm. Rise, uh, starring the guy that played Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, <laughs> Those all got okay. the axe. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, that that was supposed to be like like Friday Night Lights by way of Glee or something like that. Yeah, there was like singing. It was Glee, basically. <laughs> keep that. Uh, to be or to be determined. Still, a show called Champions. I'm not familiar with that one. If you are, not a clue. No, and then Timeless is also. Uh, there's no fate on that one yet. <laughs> That's hilarious because that show's been canceled once already. I, it I, has. Yeah, and you know, never never watched an episode of it, which is kind of weird because I dig on time travel stories. It's one of my favorite uh, uh, science fiction tropes. But yeah, just never found the time for Timeless. Ah, uh, there it is. Uh, and just a little preview. Like I said, not going to go too much in these. I'm just going to mm-hmm. name some of the newly ordered series by NBC. And once again, going to leave one out specifically for yep. later. Yep. But Abby's, don't know what that would be. Uh, the Enemy Within. Ooh. There's a show called I Feel Bad. 
I, I kind of want to see that just by the title alone. Uh, New Amsterdam, okay. probably a pot show. The Village, hopefully not M. Night Shyamalan related. What's a twist? <laughs> uh, Manifest and America's Got Talent, colon, The Champions. Yeah, that's what we need to see. Ten singers, a ventriloquist, and two kids. <sighs> You know what, Dave, and I may be getting ahead of myself because I know we were going to talk about summer shows a little bit if we have time, but I don't know if I'm coming back for AGT this time. I, I, I'm not either. It I, peaked two years ago with that amazing plethora of talent where literally mm-hmm. any of the top ten could have won. Last year it was such a letdown, it's unreal. Yeah, I yeah, I just I I think I think maybe I've just burnt out. I, I don't know. Um but anyway, uh uh please continue. Oh, yeah. Heading over to uh, CBS, a.k.a. the Old People Station, which I find myself more and more drawn to for some odd reason. See, you know, later years. you know you've become a certain age by the amount of CBS shows that you watch and legitimately unironically enjoy, of which yes. I watch quite a lot of CBS programming. <laughs> well, you might be familiar with a couple of these that I'm not then. Uh, mm. There is a couple of surprises on here that got the axe, in my opinion, just off of our last uh, show with the fall mm-hmm. preview, one of those being Scorpion. I mean, I thought that was one of their more popular shows. Yeah, that's a huge surprise. Um, I, I'm kind of okay with that because I never cared for it. It's, I mean, but I totally see what they were trying to do because it's basically NCIS colon Big Bang Theory, you know, where they're yeah. really kind of, it, it's a really good crossover uh, type of type of demographic thing. So I, I'm, yeah, I, so I don't know if it's maybe, maybe it's become too expensive. You know, maybe all those nerdlingers are getting uh, um, too spendy. Um, yeah. You know, they're certainly not giving that money to poor Robert Patrick. Um, cause, no, they're not. Because <laughs> I mean, you, could, you could get that guy to show up to your birthday party for cheap. <laughs> and with other shows on there like The Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, NCIS, NCIS LA, NCIS New Orleans, NCIS uh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> I mean, with all them, I mean, yeah, the money had to be cut somewhere and Scorpion was probably where it could be. Uh, another one that surprised me was uh, the King of Queens version 2, a.k.a. Kevin Can Wait, uh, was, was axed, apparently. Yeah, I'm kind of brought, okay with that. Uh, Leah Remenian as his wife once again, and I guess fans weren't uh, too keen on that. You know what? Never watched an episode, but I agree with that because, yeah, it's like you you have like this whole like dead wife subplot now, but it's like, oh, we're doing wacky zany stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if you can do those kind of jokes with dead wife, but whatever. (laughs) And uh, the other canceled series, uh, Me, Myself and I, I vaguely remember talking about that in the fall preview. Yeah. Uh, one I know that we talked about and we both laughed at the notion of it got canceled. Wisdom of the crowd starring Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Twitter police. Yeah, that didn't last long. And, and I wonder if that was before uh, Jeremy Piven's troubles. I, I don't I don't remember the timeline I, on that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, Nine JKL got the axe as well as living biblically. I don't remember that last one. Oh, that that yeah, was a awesome. mid-season replacement show that just kind of came and went. It's like keep that, woo wee. 
okay. uh, decisions to be determined uh, for CBS. A show called Code Black. Uh, I haven't heard of that one, but apparently its fate is still unknown. It's a it's a hospital show that got like a full season last year, but came back as a mid season replacement this year. It has like Marsha Gay Harden and Luis Guzman and some other people I've never heard of. Uh, um, I I don't watch it because Doctor Show, but um, yeah. See how CBS should be the military network, the military show network. NBC should be the uh, the medical drama network. Sure. I mean, they, they shouldn't be trying to tag team that at all. <laughs> Newly ordered series. Uh, once again, not going to go into too much detail. Mm. There's an untitled Damon Wayne's Jr. project on the books. God damn it. <laughs> God you, damn you say it. God? Well, God friended me. An actual title of a show apparently on CBS starting for the fall. <laughs> Wow. Not there's there. Also an, there's also an FBI show apparently coming out. Uh, a show called Fam. I wonder if it's going to be lit, yo. Wait a minute. Like like for like actually like like we used to talk in the college like lit yes, fam. Fam. F A M. That's what it's called. Wow. This is on CBS, the old people network. Uh, this is more CBSC, uh, the red line, the okay. code. Um, and then the two that I messaged you about earlier, I cannot believe they're reviving Murphy Brown and Magnum P.I. Okay, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Murphy Brown you can kind of keep. I mean, yeah. I mean, whatever. I But we live in a post-Will uh, and Grace world. You know, we live in a post-Roseanne world. So basically what I think the new paradigm is what fossils can we dig up? And, you know, I, I'm not specifically opposed to the the real-time jump. Like, you know, I, I haven't watched any Roseanne, but I guess I would prefer more new episodes with the original cast and having the novelty of that as opposed to, say, like a reboot. So, I mean, I guess it'd be kind of cool for fans of Murphy Brown to see what Candace Bergen has been up to uh, for the last 30 years besides making shitty movies that nobody's going to watch. Ugh. Oh, speaking of that, I saw her in a preview for a movie she looks she has not aged oh, at all. Oh, it's, it's like at all. Yeah, I I feel bad. I I feel yeah. bad, and it's just like, ugh. I mean, I know but, there's, you know, I don't want I don't want to unpack it now, but right. but but this this Magnum PI. So is this a is this a reboot or I'm it, gonna go off of their history with like MacGyver Hawaii Five O. It's gonna be a reboot, and I only have one question for this. Yeah, who has a mustache as awesome as Tom Selleck's today? Nobody. That's who. Do not do this. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, Chris Sicard, our good friend from Waking Things, has a has a pre majestic mustache when he wants to. But that's you know, in terms of like epic mustaches, that's yeah, no, no, and 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 really, I'm I. I don't know where this is going to go because uh, last time I checked, uh, Tom Selleck and his majestic mustache is occupied on Blue Blood. So if that if that show was going to end and you do kind of like a real time uh, jump a la Roseanne uh, with a Magnum P.I., I just might be there for that. But I am not there for like a Magnum P.I. Uh, reimagining reboot revival thing because, you know, like a lot of these stories, they're they're very much of their time time right mm. you know it's like that the story of magnum pi and the tropes and the aesthetic that belongs in the 80s it does 
Now, maybe if you set it in the 80s and have it be kind of like, you know, a, a Brady Bunch type of kind of send up type thing, maybe you're on to something. But but those things never work. Like the only exception to that I can think of is uh, the Goldbergs on ABC. And, and they kind of cracked the code by just having it be this this undefined nebulous 1980 something that, you know, kind of uh, keeps them out of continuity trouble. But but yeah, I, oof, I don't uh, woof. Woof well, is all I have to say about that. Well, I see you said ABC, and that's a great segue into ABC because that was the next one on the list. Ah. So that's a good time. All right. So uh, once again, we're just going with the canceled or ending series uh, during this bloodbath that has been the end of the this TV season. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset about a couple of these, to be honest with you, because I got into them. Uh, one of those was being the mayor. I, I don't know if you watched any of those. It's a, a small California town, yeah. uh, up-and-coming rapper, was elected mayor over David Spade, which, come on, that's easy to do. <laughs> and apparently that's getting canceled, but it, it was pretty good for what it was. I mean, young kid not knowing really anything about politics, just trying to do his best to help out his community. Mm-hmm. Kind of, a, kind of a fish out of water, figuring it out yeah. as you go type yeah. of thing. Yeah, unfortunately, I never got to it because I think by the time I was thinking about it, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't on for very long. It was only on for, I think, maybe five or six episodes mm-hmm. before it finally got the axe. Another one, and I just recently like binged the first few episodes before I caught up. Um, Zach Brass' newest one, Alex Inc. Oh. I don't know if you've gotten to this one or not, but uh-uh. it's actually... Going back to uh, where we came from, where we met Green River College, uh-huh. this would have been something our instructors, either Bob Rivers or even Charlie Harger, would have recommended we watch. Really? Really. Uh, so basically, Zach Braff plays a radio uh, news uh, talk host. Okay. Who's kind of tired of the everyday hustle and bustle of corporate radio. Uh-huh. Storms out, quits, wants to start his own podcasting company. It's a good idea on paper it didn't really pan out oh, the way okay it probably should have however it was still good i en- i enjoyed zach praff i loved him in scrubs okay all right i i i i liked him in here too but i could see why they didn't keep it going yeah that's a bummer though because i was about to say shut your mouth there was a show that talks about terrestrial radio and podcasting and i yep. i i let it slide dude i should have been i should have been well i should have been watching this every week so for no other reason i can point at the screen and say that's not a thing because I mean, yep, exactly. oh, oh my God! Like any time radio is depicted on TV, and this includes Frasier. Like you know, yep. there's a lot of stuff. Like I, I'm like, that's not a thing. I'm like, how how can he be talking to a caller with no headphones? His mic is turned on. That makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, that shit falls apart real quick. Like and um, yep. you know, just just weird little stuff. Like there was you know, like some like Hawaii Five O episode where they just like they they this guy's a podcaster, <laughs> but his studio and his recording recording is set up like he's doing sticky morning radio and he's like okay well well we have to take a break and like you know you can hear commercials playing he's 
like, okay, well, and and now we're back. I mean, like like he's doing. I mean, anyway, it's it, it's. No, no. I, I get lost in the minutia real quick. I mean, I I I was this insufferable like when I was uh you know uh, taking IT classes and learning mm-hmm. more about that side of things. You know, I again like that 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 Scorpion show R.I.P. You know, I'd be like that. That's not a thing. You're doing it wrong. But, <laughs> but whatever. I I'm just I'm I I'm I'm a weird and I I'm one of those things like when I learn about something, I start seeing it in places that I didn't go looking for. And it really kind of messes up my entertainment. Hopefully, you know, as long as nobody develops like a, like an actual Iron Man suit for me to say like, that's not how Iron Man works. (laughs) This is dumb. This is bullshit. But now one more thing about this Alan Think show, at least they didn't try and put egg cartons on the wall. (laughs) Shout out to you, Corbin. Happy birthday. (laughs) That's awesome. Is it his birthday today? It was on on Sunday. Just a late shout out to him. (laughs) All right. Happy birthday, News Baron Corbin. Uh, uh, Thinking about you. Kinda. Actually, he uh, he he messaged me on uh, uh, Instagram the other day. He, uh, uh, I I bought a copy of Captain America: The Winter Soldier at Costco, and right. and I'm like, yeah. So like in my shopping cart was like a bottle of wine, uh, some clothes, like you know a snazzy new blue polo shirt, some uh, cargo mm-hmm. shorts, and a Blu-ray copy of Captain America: Winter Soldier. And he and out of nowhere, like like Corbin is like like uh, like uh, the Groundhog's Day. Uh, Puxatani Phil, he only comes out like once a year, yeah. looks at a shadow, and then returns to obscurity. So he popped up out of nowhere, and he's like, "You in that movie, man?" LOL. Speaking of uh, Marvel, uh, I, I don't know if you ever said you were going to get into this. I'm trying to remember off the fall mm. preview, but uh, Marvel and Humans. Oh, oh, screw that noise! I never okay. watched. I never watched a minute of it. That just looked dreadful. Well, it's gone, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, some other shows before we get to the big one on ABC that we're going to probably talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Middle wrapped up their series. Uh, the Once Upon a Time finally wrapped up their story. Okay. Uh, Scandal's done. Ten Days in the Valley. Quantico. The Crossing. Deception. And Kevin Probably Saves the World are all gone. Wow. Um, as of right now, unless you've heard something in the last two hours, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still TBD. You know what? It, it seems like Shield is always TBD. Has been mm-hmm. since like season two, and you know what? Something it, saves it. Something comes out and saves it for some exactly. Reason. Yeah. And you know what? At this point, if they just let it go, I'd be okay with that because it's 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 very much like another comic book show that we're going to talk about um, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. In that, like when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, though, it's wretched. <laughs> And uh, it really is. It's very um, inconsistent. And it's so like, again, it's I, I waffle back and forth. I love this show, but now I hate this show. Oh, I love the show again. And and with me, there's really no middle ground. And I and, well, I and I ask my wife sometimes I'm like, do do I do I not like this show? She's like, you sound like you don't like it. I'm like, but it's OK when it's OK. But I digress. <laughs> Well, see, I, I had the same issue with the uh, with the main event of the ABC uh, axes that that is getting. Uh, you know how much I love to say this title of the show, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say it for the final time. President Jack teaches legislation. 
Oh. Good God, this show. Oh, my God, this, play, this one places. I didn't even watch a minute of this season, but I know what happened. Oh, and that, okay. And that scares me that, that it's that bad. I didn't realize it, you had jumped off. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I, I They lost me at the end of the season, too. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I, I tried. But I, because I like them on Facebook, I see all the preview videos. I see Michael J. Fox on there trying to take the presidency. I take I see Audrey Reigns making a miraculous return. <laughs> I'm waiting for fucking President Heller to show up all of a sudden, and and, and then Charles Logan. Just have everybody on 24 be there. I told my wife the same thing when uh, when yeah, uh, 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 Kim Raver showed up. I'm like, so so when are we gonna see William Devane showing up looking to sell me gold? Yes. I, I feel bad because I was watching a TV commercial with William Devane on it and he's talking about like you know I, I think he's taken up Ed McMahon's mantle of yep. of uh, trying to you know do selling gold and buying gold scams you know wielding his golden infinity gauntlet but I was just like I'm like <laughs> is so I feel bad for William Devane has he lost his sight because he's got he's got like these these super dark uh, uh, Ray-Bans and it looks like he's got like some kind of like stick he's holding on to the dude looks blind I feel yeah. bad for him turns out he's totally okay but like in some of those commercials he looks like it looks like he's blind and he's being led around and stuff but you know what though William Devane with a with a golden infinity gauntlet I think I can I think I could get behind that I'd watch that it was- would be but good lord I'm, I'm convinced at this point designated survivor was the designated survivor of tv shows for abc the only way this made air is because everything else fucking failed that's the only way this made air <laughs> I, I was a little late on that one i didn't want to interrupt you but i was like oh god god get that in because they they were the designated survivor but, but yeah that's that that's kind of interesting um i i'm not sure what Did to make it stick through it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we still watch. In fact, they haven't had the season finale yet, so it'll be interesting to see how it ends. Knowing now that it's not returning, it's like do because I the, really the, hope they just obliterate everybody, including Kirkman again, and just have like the secretary of uh, or the the speaker of the house just standing there alone, yeah. and then she just shrugs, and and like the cartoon black fade to black the circle happens <laughs> that, that's what i want to happen <laughs> it's like da 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 yep exactly yeah. oh, oh my god wow. um abc doesn't have anything that looks too good as far as stuff coming out in the fall we might find out more as we get closer to our fall preview but mm-hmm. some of the titles include the rookie take two schooled a million little things single parents so yay grand oh, hotel whiskey cavalier the fix and the kids are all right all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like typical uh, do we ABC fan. CW's uh, teen angst. <laughs> sure. I love, te- I love teen <laughs> angst. I don't watch a goddamn show on the on the C dub anymore. Like because like what what had happened? Not with- even Arrow or, or no. Flash or any of those. No, because what had happened is that they did like some like crossover events and stuff, and it and it mm-hmm. screwed up my DVR programming. So like oh. we we missed like um, a handful of episodes of Supergirl, and by the time we jumped back on, because it's like, well, hey, you know, th- those handy previews at the beginning are very helpful. And we would get like previously on Supergirl and they would show all this. And I'm like, I don't understand any of this. 
And, and, <laughs> because it happened on The Flash, or it happened on something else. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I mean, comic book readers have been dealing with this for years, and that's mm-hmm. and that's you know, uh, ooh, I don't want a tangent, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that uh, the big two, especially like Marvel and DC, cannot seem to figure out is like when you do giant events, rather than roping people in, it just pushes people away, mm-hmm. and and it's so fascinating to me that you know 30 40 years later that they not only have not learned those lessons well but are passing on those mistakes to the tv arm and so yeah Yeah. so yeah so we we jumped off supergirl because we were just so hopefully uh, hopelessly lost and it's just like and and i'm not gonna watch flash in the arrow and the legends of tomorrow to to figure out what's going on i don't watch those shows for a reason so but well, but but anyway i yeah tangents are tangents I mean, and we're notorious for those both of us are yep. and uh well we don't want to be going on too many of those here on tw they only canceled two series so far uh life sentence <laughs> which is kind of ironic there. And uh, Valor was canceled, apparently. Oh, the other uh, military drama. Yes. Interesting. So, so the only one that's left is the one with Booth from Bones. <laughs> that's that's the sole survivor out of those uh, out of those three that we talked about last fall. Fascinating. Uh, CW did, though, order a new batch of Charmed, apparently. And I have heard a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the, the characters from the original. It has nothing to do with any of their story arcs. It has nothing oh. to do with anything from the previous Charmed. It's really? its own entity just using the Charmed name. So it, so this <laughs> almost sounds like Battlestar Galactica, kind of? Yeah. Where, where that just- was... Reboot everything. Yeah, and and it was like I mean the 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 thing they used at the time was like reimagining, where yeah. basically like what Sci-Fi Channel's version of Battlestar Galactica had like you know the character names, the basic concept, and you know enough to where it's like no, it's still these tropes and these characters, you know, a lot of them have been like gender swapped or ethnicities changed and, and, and things like that, you know, like, uh, like, uh, good guys become bad guys, bad guys become good guys, you know, kind of, kind of fiddling with expectations a little bit. So I wonder if this is one of those things where, you know, it's got the name recognition, but I wonder if they just run with it in a completely different direction and actually make something out of it. Well, as long as they keep the theme song, that's all I care about. I, I love that song. <laughs> that's, that's Do you remember awesome. a show, I think it was the early 90s, called Roswell? Yes, yeah. yeah um, apparently they're bringing that back. You know, and and again, it's like it depends upon if it's a, a reboot, reimagining, or if it's a continuation. If it's a continuation... I could see some people being on board with that because like the, you know, the, the, uh, continuation of the X-Files, uh, Mm -hmm. people seem to dig on that. And I remember at the time people were, were very, uh, um, upset when Roswell was canceled and it was kind of like a gone too soon type scenario. I, I never got into it myself. I know the show, but, but, but I do know it has a cult following. So if it ends up being a continuation, then I, I, I could see some people being happy about that. Huh. There's also going to be a show separate from Roswell, Roswell that's called New Mexico on the CW. 
There is. I wish I was making that up. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe they'll have a crossover gonna... episode. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, they're also going to have a show called Legacies, uh, All-American, and uh, In the Dark. Those are the newly ordered series on the CW. Okay. So now, the big one, the one that we both want to talk about quite a bit, because I told you on, uh, on Messenger that I have a theory on why Fox is doing what it's doing. There's yeah. a lot going on with Fox right now. I'm sure you've heard some of the rumors that are out there. I, you know what? Honestly, I, I haven't heard a lot aside from the big move, which, uh, you know, unintentionally will kind of become maybe like the set piece of what, what we're talking about here. But, uh, but yeah, kind of, kind of walk me through some of these, these rumors here because I, I, I don't really know much about the uh, conspiracy theory stuff. Oh, well, we'll get to the shows, and then that will lead me into uh, why I think they're happening, because there's a lot going on with Fox as yeah. of late. But um, the ones that are, are leaving the Fox network one way or the other, uh, New Girl, they ended their series. Uh, the X-Files apparently is not coming back again. I, I'm sure that's up for uh, debate at the time. Hey, we want to bring it back. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure yeah, it that. could be. I think I think Jillian Anderson has gone on the record and say, you yeah. know what? I I think I think I've had enough. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. And you know uh, what? The, that's cool. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it sounds like I didn't watch the newer ones, but apparently she her story ended on the show. So oh. I, I'm sure she's fine with it. If that if that's how it ends, that's how it ends. Copy that. Uh, a couple that I've seen a lot of disappointment in uh, Lucifer. Apparently, a lot of people are upset that that one is gone. You know what? And you can count me amongst them as well. That is that is a show that came out of nowhere and just kind of blew my hair back with just how fun it is. I mean, I, I didn't realize that you could take the Prince of Darkness and make him an endearing, uh, flamboyant right. antihero. Because, um, yeah, he, he's very fey and flamboyant. And, you know, I mean, to, you know, if, if this was, you know, 1998, I would, I would say, uh, metrosexual, you know, back back when that was a thing, but yeah. but yeah, no, um, uh, uh, it was. I I really liked the direction they took the character because they it, it's it's basically classic antihero uh, tropes where you know he's selfish, he's self serving, but he will do anything to help his friends. You know, his word is his bond. He doesn't lie. You know, th- so th- there's there's a lot of like virtuous. Um, uh, aspects of his character, you know, uh, fiercely loyal and uh, things like that. But it was it was just a lot of fun. And I think where a lot of the fun came from was in the supporting cast. You know, like if you have if you have a supporting cast that that kind of, you know, forms a foundation, then then you have the makings of kind of like an eccentric type of shows. It, it was really kind of a weird show. In that, you know, it's kind of like a crime procedural, you know, so it follows those tropes, but it it's with it's within this world where you have angels and demons and and all of that kind of walking the earth. It's 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 not Buffy. So it's not like that. But it's comparable to like, um, what was that one show the the Headless Horseman? Um, oh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Um, Is it comparable to that? Would you say I want that kind of like following that? No one expected it to take off the way it did. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think I, in terms of like the following and surprising popularity. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And and it it what I liked about it is that it it leaned 
pretty hard into the traditional police procedural. So like like the crimes that they're solving are just regular crimes, you know, like, right. you know, murders and robberies and, and things like that. And it, you know, it, it ties into the A plot as the story goes along. But all the all the B plot stuff is, you know, just, you know, uh, again, solving the crime of the week. So it could be. Law and Order, but just with these supernatural characters in it, which I, I I really dug. I'm 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 actually kind of bummed to see it go. I I I think though it's run its course, you know, because okay. I don't remember if it's three or four seasons, but it's. I think it's the fourth. Yeah. See, and I'm okay with that. I mean, like that that's it's a decent enough run for the concept because even even currently in the current season, I'm just like, okay, where are we going to go from here because it seems like uh we're we're kind of trying to tie up some loose ends. So, hopefully they do get the the chance to tie things up in a uh, satisfying thing because again, like like we talked about before, Dave, I wonder how many of these shows are going to have the opportunity to have um, at least something resembling a a satisfying conclusion, um, or at the very least, um, the lack of a, a um, cliffhanger. Like I, I remember, I I'm still you know it's funny I think about this to this day I'm still mad. Like there was a uh, there was a show uh, Las Vegas on oh, yes, NBC. I, love that. Well, I was just about to say that. Baby. Yeah, and and so yeah. it ends on like not just a cliffhanger, but a massive cliffhanger. Major. Yeah, the one this baby, she had, it looked like she had a miscarriage. Yeah, that, that was the, that was the last scene you see. Yeah, and then Don't know not, what happened after that. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 we'll never know. Nope. You know that's um, you know what so, though. Uh, Yo, Tangent Town within Tangents. That's a show oh, yeah. you, you could bring back in a real time oh. thing because you know that that Josh Jumel, he's turned into quite the silver fox. Like I, oh he has. I've been I've been like you know watching like the uh, the the uh, uh, Taco Bell uh, nacho fries commercial. Yep. I'm like, ooh. Yep. Well, and and incidentally, when did Josh Jumel and Timothy Oliphant become the same person? Oh, uh, yeah, I know, with that beard and with the, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, so, all right, all right, sorry, back, but, back to uh, you, my friend. But yeah, back to the, the Fox <laughs> list of deaths, um, the Mick, now, now, like you were with Lucifer, that's how yeah. it was with the Mick. Yeah. I'm a fan of Caitlin Olsen, I love sure. her on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, recently remembered that she was on the Drew Carey show the last couple seasons. Oh, right, uh, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed this show. It was a fun show. They built the characters up properly, like they did with Lucifer. Mm-hmm. It's apparently getting the axe. Yeah, that's a bummer. And and again, that's a that's a quirky, weird show. Like I don't watch it regularly, but I've watched enough with it to where you know it almost kind of, in a way, kind of reminded me of Community a little bit because because yeah. it's a little absurdist. The, and, the little ragtag misfit group that shouldn't at all go together. But they bounce off each other so well. Quite because so. Because all their personalities are different, one hundred percent from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed. And yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. I like that. You know, it's bitingly cynical. I think I think mm-hmm. more shows need to be like that and have edge and bite to it, but still pretty funny. So right. Yeah, yeah. Pour one out for for the Mick there for sure. Yeah, and then uh, of course, last man, last man on Earth. I'm surprised that lasted as long as it did. To be honest, I thought that would have been a one and done. Yeah, we, uh, my wife and I, jumped off after season one, and we mm. we were watching um, uh, Lucifer. Ironically enough, I think it was, and we saw a commercial for uh, a Last Man on Earth, and it's like, 
wait, what? That show is yep. still on? And and again, your response to it is, um, uh, that show is still on? Question mark, exclamation point? Okay. Well, at least we don't have to worry about that now. And it's kind of funny yep. because we had friends of ours that jumped on it after we jumped off. And they would try to like talk to us about it. And it's like, yeah, no, we we don't watch yeah. that. And then uh, the last one on the axe for sure is The Exorcist, which I, I didn't think that would go- work well as a, as a weekly show. No kidding. Maybe as like a special, like an X-Files type short run type thing, yep. sure. But I don't think they had enough to go uh, multiple seasons with it before it became too repetitive. Agreed. Yeah, because you can't um, you can't do Monster of the Week with The Exorcist. I mean, because that exactly. that just that just gets stale. Who who's The Exorcist going to exercise this week? Yep, it's right there in the in the title. What he's going to do? He's going to exercise. <laughs> uh, to be determined. Still, a- L.A. to Vegas. Have you seen this one yet? With. Uh, um, God, what's his name? Uh, Dylan McDermott. Not Dylan not McDermott, yeah. not Dylan Maroney though. It's Dylan. He, McDermott. he was on the show, and they fought. Oh, that's right. Awesome. <laughs> you know, you know what, Dave? This is my new guilty pleasure show. Yeah. I I love this show way more than I have any business doing it. It's Same. it is so funny. I love this show quite a bit, and it's one of those things where every time a new episode shows up on my DVR, I'm like. Hey, good for them. They got a they got another week. Cause I, yeah. I you know, after like two or three episodes, I'm like, this show is great. It is getting canceled. <laughs> and and it never did. I was thinking it was gonna get pulled and it was gonna get canceled and it just it just it just kept on going. And uh Yeah, I had the same reaction to this one. I had the exact opposite reaction to the other one that's to be determined mm-hmm. ghosted. I had high hopes for it. Watched a couple episodes. Like, yeah, there's no way in hell I'm going through this anymore. Oh, oh, that that was the the uh, Adam Scott and uh, uh, man, oh man, Craig Robinson. The end. Craig, Craig Robinson. Robinson. Yes, thank you. It took me a second. I mean, it's like usually if like one of us has a brain freeze, the other one will pick up. Yeah. But but if we both brain freeze at the same time, that's uh, I I got I got to start playing like sound effects or something to like <laughs> you know like try to like fill the gaps or something. <laughs> but, but that should also tell you how important this show is to both of us because we can't even remember who's in it. <laughs> you know, I, I I can take or leave Craig Robinson, quite honestly. I mean, and and Adam Scott, I'm also kind of lukewarm on. So I, uh, uh, I I I remember you had recommended me check out the pilot, but I never did because I'm an yeah. asshole. Yeah, I mean the pilot friend. was. From what I saw with the best episode, and that was even yeah. debatable after uh, a few uh, another watch. I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I don't know why I liked this one. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But Fox, in their infinite wisdom, decided to keep on two shows. Apparently, by the way, I don't know if you know, one of them it is going to be their final season next year. Okay. We're only going to get ham for one more season. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you think about uh, the decision to renew Gotham, not just for a fifth season, but for a fifth and final season? Because I know, I know that's a show that, like you know, I had mentioned uh, Agents of Shield in my my viewing of it. If I remember correctly, you're kind of the same way with Gotham. Like sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. Season four brought me back around a little bit, sure, but I think it has run its course. I mean, it's basically oh, all yeah. that's left now is have Bruce become Batman full on. 
Yeah. I don't see what else they could do afterwards outside of what we've already seen in movies and other iterations of Batman. Yeah. And that's what made this different was because it was a different iteration of the, of the upbringing of Bruce Wayne into Batman. Yep. It was stuff we hadn't seen prior. Exactly. And I, I, was, I was excited for the idea of a cop show that that operates in pre-Batman Dirty Gotham. I I really honestly thought that this show was going to be uh, the rise of Jim Gordon, the rise of Harvey Bullock, and their forging their relationship, and basically how how Gotham gets worse and worse and worse, you know, with like street crime. Because I mean, really, I mean, I, there there are so many different iterations of the Batman mythology, so there really isn't like you know, kind of like one true canon. But kind of one of the things that basically w- one of the main conceits is that the supervillains follow the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, meaning like, you know, arguably to the point this is explored in a lot of different uh, books at different times that like, is Batman himself the cause of the escalation of super crime? You know, because there there's no Joker, there's no Riddler, there's no Mr. Freeze until after Batman debuts and mm-hmm. decides to punch the mob in the face. That's kind of how that that goes in the more contemporary version of uh, the story. I mean, like even like you go back to the original golden age comics and yeah those first few issues he's just punching mobsters but but then very quickly they developed all the villains so um so we already technically had penguin in this time in this iteration we technically already had uh riddler to a point really to a point we did but i mean we had all these iterations already and it wasn't like that in the other in the other iterations that you've seen, or even that I've seen, right? Exactly, and you know, so I, I, I could get in like this whole continuity debate. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I, I wish I remember where I heard this from. I think maybe it was a comic writer that said it. It's like Gotham is okay if you think of it as a prequel to the Batman sixty six series. If if, mm-hmm. if 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 Baby Bruce becomes Adam West, then a lot of things <laughs> kind of line up. I'm just like I thought about that. And I'm like, that almost kind of works in a weird kind of way, but 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 also so, not really. <laughs> but so we have got him getting a fifth and final season. We have, I, I, I broke some news to you earlier. I I didn't yeah. say who it was. Did you look up who it was? No. <laughs> so Lethal Weapon has been under a lot of. Um, uh, what's the best word I can put? I'm turmoil. Over, the, over Turmoil is another good word. Over the last, uh, I guess, couple months, their star, Clayne Crawford, the one that plays Riggs now, I guess, right. has uh, rubbed some people the wrong way and not in that way. Uh, I guess he's very <laughs> difficult to work with. He's prone to anger outbursts on set uh, in between takes. Director and everybody else finally had enough with it. Apparently, they're going to recast Riggs for season three of Lethal Weapon. What? Yes. So so the show is getting renewed, but without the co-star. Without playing Crawford as Riggs. Okay. In the way, it's still going to be uh, Murtaugh. Okay. And by the way, he's still a good Murtaugh. Sure. You know, you know what I I've given on your recommendation. I gave a, a couple episodes of the first season a shot. Not bad. 
Very not yeah. bad. Um, yeah. it, it didn't quite hook me. Like I have a, you know, I, uh, uh, I got it on sale at Best Buy or something like that. They had like, see, they got season one on DVD. I bought that and we got through like whatever was on disc one. And mm-hmm. then and then life just kind of happened and we never got back to it. But yeah, for for what I saw, not bad. Sol- yeah. Solid recommendation. So, but I, I haven't seen any of the the uh, more contemporary episodes. So, um, so this, this season will be the end of Plain Crawford uh, being um, being Mister Riggs, which that frees him up to be Magna PI. I mean, he has a good mustache. Ooh, <laughs> you know what? You might be <laughs> onto something there. Hmm. But. Um, for season three, and if they have any other seasons afterwards, which I very highly doubt, Mr. Stifler, Sean William Scott, is going to be taking on the role of Martin Riggs in the League <gasps> of Legends. What? What? Yes. Are you shitting yes. me right now? Are you no, serious? I wish I was. So, okay, wait a goddamn minute. So, okay. <laughs> now, you, now, you've seen Clayton Crawford's a- adaptation of Martin Riggs. So yeah. It's pretty on point knowing what we know from the movies would you say i think so in fact i i would say even a little more earnest it at times than than mel gibson's performance Mm -hmm. because like you know there were times where uh you know and and that's why i kind of loved about his uh version of the character and in those movies he would lean pretty hard into zaniness too not as much zaniness going on in uh in the the tv version no but can you picture that role being played by Sean William Scott. No, I I literally yeah. cannot. Huh. So these two shows get re-upped for season five and season three, respectively, but they decided to cut the cord on one of their more popular shows. I believe it was still on Sundays, uh-huh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Th- and this that one that, I mean, every, everyone was shocked by it. Yeah. I don't know anyone that wasn't shocked by it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, I, and you know what? I'll, I'll do. I'll do some crowd booze because that's how I felt, and and that was that was a show. And actually, before we go too far, um, did um uh did you ever catch any of it? Uh, I I'm gonna go back and watch it. It's on my Hulu uh, okay. to watch list, so I'm gonna go back and watch them. Well, well, prepared to get hooked because remember, out of out of that that fall TV spectacular we did a few months ago, you know, mm-hmm. you you had recommended Lethal Weapon and This Is Us to me, uh, yeah. both of which I I watched a little bit, but not enough to get hooked, unfortunately. And okay. and and my and my recommendation to you was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine yeah. and, and, and I was actually going to start that actually tonight, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, totally. So that actually works. It it it, it yeah, it'll hook you. So. So, so there, there's a lot to unpack here, and there's a lot to unpack that happened very quickly. It's very, yeah. very bizarre. So, so within, what, a couple hours of Brooklyn Nine-Nine being announced uh, that they were getting the axe from Fox, they mm-hmm. put out a press release saying that they're reviving Tim Allen's Last Man Standing, the sitcom that was axed by ABC, what, two years ago now? Hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, one more time? Within hours of the announcement of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they announced that they were going to be bringing back Last Man Standing. Yeah. I don't understand that. Mm. Have well, you watched Last Man Standing at all? Like, I've caught a couple episodes here and there, like with you with uh, Lethal Weapon. It wasn't yeah. enough to hook me, really. Oh, I, I have watched enough to know that it is wretched. I hate that uh, show. because what... I, I, 
I'm a Tim Allen fan. I loved Home Improvement. Grew up on it. It was one of my favorite shows. See, Can't so get into this one. <laughs> that's interesting because I was going to say this is a show for Tim Allen heads, and you know, I, I, I maybe need to be a little careful here, but there, there was like this whole conspiracy theory that you know because ABC. Um, the 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 way and their methodology with which they canceled Last Man Standing that it was a high rated show, but basically they cut it because uh, Tim Allen is openly conservative and has very conservative leaning viewpoints, and uh, and that um, uh, is evident in even his character on the show. It's a very conservative leaning show with, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, conservative values is quite the right, right way to put it, but it was, you know, basically once again, Tim Allen is playing Tim Allen. So, and, and that's fine. I, it's not my cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that I don't. So even then I thought it was kind of fishy, but I didn't really think anything of it because it's like, you know, because I kept I even like responded to some tweets and posts where people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, they should get, um, you know, like, uh, oh, somebody somebody was talking about uh, uh, rebooting home improvement or uh, I'm like, yeah, you got six more years of home improvement. It was yeah. called Last Man Standing. Um, and, and Wilson's not around anymore. So half the show is gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean. My 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 thing is to to wrap this back around is that you know it's Fox, yeah. so I think maybe Fox is a better home for this type of show, and it may kind of be, oh I can't believe I'm saying this, but it could be a surprisingly brilliant programming move for them, because well, it it can counterbalance some of their more squishy and liberal. Uh, programming. Actually, you know what? You put the show on CBS, and that's that's a license mm, to print yeah. money. But, but, but that's but that's not the the way the announcement went. So, no. But my only argument to what you said, uh, then we'll back go back into the announcements and stuff that happened in that forty eight hour time period. Uh huh. They brought back Roseanne. Right, ABC and did. yeah. See, and and oh man, you 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 yeah. want <laughs> you want to talk about getting uh. Uh, conservatives all pissed yeah. off and confused and and exactly. all, I mean like um uh you know I, I I find myself around conservative people uh frequently and mm-hmm. and that's and that's been a point of contention it's like well wait a goddamn minute and and now we're kind of making Roseanne a Trump supporter uh which without actually saying it yeah <laughs> yeah you know and that and not for nothing i mean it's shit i i don't i don't want to drag us off on this whole right, tangent right, but right. but that it, for Roseanne that actually kind of makes sense that kind of mm-hmm. checks out um you know what i mean she supported them she voted right. she, i think she said she voted for him I, at one point in yeah. the interview. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, she got into it with Jimmy Fallon. I mean, not, oh, right. Jesus, sorry, not Jimmy Fallon. Wow, I fucked that one up. Apologies to the, the Fallon family. But no, it was uh, um, uh, Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, the other, the other Jimmy. Yeah, I know, right. I'm like, shit, <laughs> fuck that one up. But anyway, but, uh, yeah, no. I, and, and so now we're in a world where Roseanne is like secretly conservative, but we can't have overtly conservative right. show on ABC. And again, let me make my position clear. This show is garbage, but I yeah. think I think that you know there's there's an audience for it in in a in a post Trump world. Mm-hmm. There's an audience for this show, I guess. There it's is. not it's not and me, Fox but might have found it. yeah, I. 
So, so I don't know, Dave. What, what do you make of that? I, I don't, and that's going to play into some of the conspiracies and stuff because that's that's going to be a whole another mind fuck that's going to happen here in a moment. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me get back to the the other announcement the following day. Oh, of course. Go ahead. Nine got yeah. the axe from Fox. NBC swept it up because they're smart and see a show with good ratings and they don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, um, side tangent on that. I, again, I'm tangents within tangents. We're in tangent right. town here. But apparently, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was originally going to be an NBC show and they mm. passed on the pilot. And this is probably well, high. Andy Samberg, I mean, SNL, I mean, of course, he would pilot or he would. Uh, go to them first with the pilot, and that's what it was. And so, so this is kind of being viewed as a, a homecoming of sorts, mm. you know. So, yeah, you know, kind of bringing you know Sandberg and Lonely Island and you know that that whole uh, SNL alum type vibe back to NBC, um, which I think is smart. But yeah, it was like I, I forget. Oh, I forget who it was, but somebody was quoted as saying that uh, that was the show that they let get away. Yeah, and um, now they had a chance to bring it back. Of course, they're going to snap it up as soon as it's released. But only for a 13-episode season. So so they're probably looking at like a mid-season replacement type of thing, which, you know what? Yeah. I'm kind of okay with that, too, because then you can build up some hype for it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, exactly. cool. I'm cool they're with gonna that. They're going to market it right. NBC is not stupid when it comes to marketing. They oh, never have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they got it figured out. But... And this wraps around to Fox again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on with Fox, and actually, that's one of the rumors. I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they're on the uh, the selling block, right? Fox as a whole, and you know who the uh, the main uh, the main name out there that's looking to buy them right now, right? Disney. Yep. Yeah. And and see, and I've, I've covered this and we've talked about it in other contexts, but more with regards to the movies, because mm-hmm. it's always been like, oh, well, hey, you know, if this this Fox deal goes through, then Disney gets all the Marvel characters back. Yep. You know, they could start making X-Men and Fantastic mm-hmm. Four and X-Men and Fantastic Four <laughs> and and Deadpool uh, at PG. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, but but. But then there was this also thing where, you know, as as I understand it, is that Disney would purchase uh, 21st Century Fox, which is basically yeah. kind of like a clearinghouse for all of like like the, the movie and television division that's mm-hmm. not news. So yeah. like so like and they wouldn't get sports either. Correct. So, yeah. So like Les Moodmez would hang on to Fox News, Fox Business, mm-hmm. Fox Sports and all of that stuff and do something with it but would sell off basically all the IP you know that the intellectual property yeah. and, and it would be basically a stock only uh, deal from what everything I've looked into it's gonna be something in the in the upwards of like 450 million worth of stock correct yeah hands at the end of the day yep but and, and that and that makes sense because Disney already owns ABC ESPN they already have their sports network they have their news division they have all that under their umbrella already yep they don't need Fox's news and sports. Correct. But now, but, but they'll and, take their IP, though. They will. Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat, they will. But what does that leave for Fox? Well, Fox just lost UFC. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. They're, not, they're no longer going to be the exclusive home of UFC as of 2019. ESPN snapped that up. 
Really? I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. Yep. ESPN is actually going to put all UFC events, a.k.a. their pay-per-views, on their streaming service, ESPN+. Plus. Okay. Now that's yep. that's also kind of interesting because, you know, again, not to tangent us too much because I, I know we're starting to run short on time, but, yep. you know, but, but Disney is really angling to do like their own streaming thing that's going to be like Disney movies and maybe future Marvel productions. And, you know, so like if you're a fan of them, Netflix shows, you know, there yep. those days might be numbered, but that's not here or there. But yeah, that so, yeah, I, I mean, that that all kind of checks out. Well, you know, else who, you know who else has their own streaming service that's actually doing pretty damn good right now with over 2 million subscribers that's been touted worldwide over in their last uh, stock meeting? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, WWE, maybe? That would be a very good guess. Rumor has it because WWE's uh, deal with NBC Universal comes up here in 2019 uh-huh. that Fox might swoop in since they just lost UFC and weren't going to pay them the money that they're going to pay the WWE, they might be going after WWE. Not uh, just really? not just the, the programming rights. There are rumors out there, and they're pretty, apparently they're pretty good enough to be reported on. Vince might sell to Fox. Really? Just, just outright? Yep. Really? Wow. That's what the rumor mill has, and it's Pretty, I mean, it's being reported on pretty widely in, in my world, which is the wrestling, like the, new, the dirt sheets, basically. Sure, sure. It's, it's gotten a lot of steam, especially with a lot of stuff like they're cutting programming. They're actually getting another reason they're cutting programming. They're getting more football. They're getting the Thursday night game starting this year. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that, too. So they're positioning themselves for something happening, whether it be Disney buying them next year. The other one that's out there, NBC might be buying Fox. Hmm. It's interesting. I wonder if we will end up maybe even perhaps in our lifetimes where we're in the dystopian Wall-E future where everything is just by and large. You know, you well, know, it's, it's I mean, it's pretty much going there with other entities in the world right now. I mean, what who's to roll out TV and media now? Yeah. Everyone's buying everyone. I mean, T-Mobile and Sprint just merged. They're right. All, we're down to three carriers now in, in the States. Yeah, and, and and it's so crazy. And, you know, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said for consolidation. You know, I mean, like, you know, we talked about this uh, back in our radio classes where, yep. you know, you know um, uh, a cluster can own a certain amount of stations. And, and, and a lot of that becomes a lot of benefits like, you know, shared resources. And yep. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, in the building I work at, we have a whole lot of shared resources, whether it's equipment or talent or whatever, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, so, so there's benefits to it, but then, it becomes so conglomerated and um, that, that, yeah, everything just kind of becomes homogenous. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be weird having all entertainment under a Disney flag. You know, that, we're heading that way with the way it's going. I mean, they're snapping up everything they can. 
Yeah, I mean, because like on one hand, I you know I'm I'm cool with uh uh you know Fox's hold on the Marvel characters coming to an end, and you know mm-hmm. them be having the entire toy box. But if you start to peel the layers a little bit, it's like well, but then like like our uh, buddy Killing Spree has said, it's like well, but they also get aliens, they also get Predator. There mm-hmm. there's a lot in the in the Fox canon that has nothing to do with Marvel. And right. and how would Disney treat that IP? You know, and I mean, look at what they've done with Star Wars already. They've put, made more movies right. than Lucas made uh, in the same time frame, probably. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's not going to stop. No, it, it's not going to stop. Movies planned what every year, and in some cases two a year. Yeah, I mean, it's and I don't know where it ends. And plus, you've got you know TV series and and on multiple platforms too. It's like you know you're going to have something on the Disney streaming service, but you're also going to have something on like Disney Channel on television. And it's just it's I loves me some Star Wars. It's it's one of my favoriteest things. But if the oversaturation though, and that, and that's where that's where I'm kind of getting to. It's like you know there's come gonna come a point where even as a true fan I'm like I, I'm not here for this anymore and yeah. and you know again don't want to grab us uh, uh, too far off topic but I think like watching The Last Jedi was kind of like the beginning of the end of my kind of fandom and you know maybe getting ready to pass it on to others and just be like you know what this isn't for me anymore I I, I don't know if I'm here for this which you know if I if I unravel it too much is kind of heartbreaking so and, and to compare it to something from my world, the WWE is the same way right now. We get absolutely on average, let's see, eight hours of new content a week that we have to watch either on cable or on the network. That's not right. including pay-per-view weeks. Right. They just had a five-hour Middle Eastern special from Saudi Arabia that didn't mean anything, but people watched it because it was WWE. That, uh, that added five hours to an already eight-hour week. I mean... You, you want to talk about over like, like over stimulation of something? Yeah, yeah, for They're sure. They're doing it right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's... And I think they're losing fans for it, and I, I, I can empathize with you for the Star Wars because, I mean, it sounds like you're going through the same thing I'm going through. It's like, this is too much now. I mean, you have Solo coming out. You had there, – there's supposedly a Boba Fett movie in the works. There's a lot of other – apparently a Yoda movie I've heard in the works. Sure. There's a lot going on. Sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I, yeah. I know I know my Star Wars fandom will come to an end where a Boba Fett movie will come out and I will be nonplussed. You know, mm-hmm. that that'll be disinterested. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going. It's like, but but Mike, your your favorite <laughs> is Boba Fett. He's kinda your guy. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, kinda over it. Well, and, and and that's when I know it'll be over, but um, and I think that's where that's where I'm getting right now with Daniel Bryan coming back because you remember the the emotion that was there when Daniel Bryan said goodbye in Seattle yeah. when, when Buzz went raw. Absolutely, he's yeah. Back, he's back now, and I'm like, meh. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. <laughs> so as a as a as we get closer to wrapping up, is uh um so. What other kind of conspiracy theories do you think are kind of like at play here? Because like I, I saw a tweet from my uh, my buddy Killing Spree when like I was uh, when I was tweeting about the Brooklyn Nine Nine stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this kind of seems like a publicity stunt, and uh, you know, based upon what we talked about, I I don't think that's the case, but I it don't know. Be just an elaborate one, but like you said, this is the show that they passed on, mm-hmm. and they. 
imagine how different it could have been under the NBC umbrella than the Fox. Could it have been better? I don't know. Tough I actually to think, say. I actually think on Fox they were more free to do a little bit more than they would would have been on NBC comparatively, just from the the scenes I've seen and stuff. I I agree. You're not wrong. Um, so yeah. And, you know, obviously with all this speculation we were talking about with Fox and WWE and all of that, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a very interesting, uh, time to be a TV viewer come, uh, come fall. Um, yeah. cause yeah, I mean, again, I haven't seen this before where there's like, you know, surprise cancellation. Sure. That's a thing. But then you've got like, you've got reboots, reimaginings, continuations, and you have shows switching networks and it's, and, and, and it used to be the thing, like when a show got canceled immediately, you'd be like, Hey, Netflix, Hey, Netflix. Yeah. Well, Netflix doesn't really seem to be in the business of resurrecting shows and they're doing their own thing. Yeah, they're they're focused on doing their own stuff and you know making terrible made for TV movies and you know uh, I, I know I know you're not a Netflix watcher like a lot of us are, but right. um, I, I don't know if you've heard, but Joe McHale has resurrected the suit basically on Netflix now, and it's great. And he actually goes into that once once in a while about how Netflix just picks up whatever and just throws it on there. So is it is it is it weekly? It's weekly. Yep. So, okay. So, yeah, I, I keep meaning to check that. I, I remember, like, uh, being very hyped about it. I remember making bold proclamations like, oh, I, this might be the thing to get me to get the Netflix. Spoiler alert. The Joe Tom. McHale show with Joe McHale. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm there for that. And then, yeah, once again, uh, Killing Spree chiming in. He's like, I was there for that until I saw that Paul Feig was uh, was involved. And I'm like, dude, you you got to let that let that Ghostbuster yeah, shit let, go. It, it happened. It's, we, it, we all hated it. We moved on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Yeah. Dude holds a grudge. It cracks me up sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but, but no, and he is prom- he is featured on the show prominently, and it's usually in some embarrassing factor. So, oh, okay, it, I think Spree would enjoy Paul Fig on that show. All right, all right. <laughs> I was going to stop you for a second. I'm like, Killing Spree is on the Joel McHale show. That's awesome. <laughs> I'd watch. Oh, that'd that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, today uh, actually yesterday was their uh, quote unquote season finale. But apparently, they got told to make six more shows. So okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah, I may have to do that at some point. Um, you know, Dave, th- this is this has been a blast. It's been it's been oh, yeah. really fun uh, catching up with you. But uh, yeah, looking at the time, we're uh, kind I'm of sure re- we went over time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. De- well, you know, that's 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 kind of the cool thing about podcasting because it's like I mean, you know, I, I have kind of like a loose clock that I kind of try to keep up and yeah. never do. But um, <laughs> but before uh, uh, before we let you go, um, we're, we're are there any uh, uh, final thoughts with regards to the 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 great television conspiracy that we may not have uh, covered or, or uh, jumped over? I, I just think I, I'm going to echo your statements. I think it's going to be a very interesting time for TV in the next year and a half because a lot of pieces are moving right now, and there's no telling where they're going to land. Sure, there really isn't. <laughs> Gotcha. So, uh, so Dave, if people wanted to, uh, as as the kids nowadays say, if they wanted to at you, you know, and like you know, uh, come after you online for uh, for your uh, uh, deeply polarizing viewpoints and controversial uh, takes on things, how 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 could people get a hold of you on the internet if they wanted to? Well, first off, come at me, bro. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> at Sanders D 
D84. I'm just back to my normal Twitter. I'm going to resurrect my show one of these days. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when. I've been in kind of a holding pattern, but it's, it's on the horizon. <laughs> well, I'm finally getting things nailed down, but yeah, I will return. And I hope I can come back and do another fall TV preview because that was fun last year. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I'll try to keep it a little more concise because yeah, yeah. we had to break it up into two shows. Last yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was it was a lot, and it was because of Tangent Town, basically, like where we're at. So you know, maybe if we if we plan it and segment it, um, yes. you know, and still do it in a couple episodes, Wait. I think I think that could be a lot of fun. Wait, you mean show prep? People don't do that. That's not how radio works. Come on, Mike. <laughs> oh, man, you would think sometimes. But, uh, oh, man. Well, like I said, man, this is, uh, uh, this is a whole lot of fun. It's, it's, it's always fun catching up with you, dude. Uh, same with you, man. Thank you uh, for having me on and let me ramble and uh, talk to you <laughs> for a while. <laughs> All right, sounds good, dude. Well, um, I will. Uh, uh, we'll be in touch as the as the TV season starts. And again, look out for uh, Mike's and Mike and Dave's uh, uh, fall preview special uh, uh, sometime. Well, sometime before the the, the fall TV season. Yeah, um, probably, and I think we did in late August last time. So I think that'd be a good time this year or this year again because. Well, there was like two, only two shows that started by the time we did it. Yeah, I think that, I think usually about the time that Entertainment Weekly puts out their their fall TV preview, you know, maybe maybe use that as our guideline again, uh, type of thing. That that might be a good way to go. But yeah, I remember that you're just scanning through the magazine. Yeah, that's all shit. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like actively flipping pages. It's, yeah. it's it's awesome. But all right, dude. Well, I've got to let you go. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, it's a uh, again. It's it's been a great time, and we will have to do it again soon. Sounds good, Mike. Just let me know. Watch Preacher season three on AMC June 24th. Oh, there you go. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, uh, take it easy, and we will catch you around the way. Take it easy, man. All right. Later. Bye-bye. And finally, let's close out the show with some coming attractions. Here are some exciting coming attractions. First of all, I want to remind you that the Break the Chains 5K is this Saturday, May 19th at the Commons Mall in Federal Way. I will be there uh, doing some course marshalling, you know, kind of like uh, guiding folks along the, uh, uh, the course path um, and some other stuff buzzing around during the event. Uh, registration is still open and will not close until right before the 5K starts at 9.30. Walk or run with us to raise awareness about human trafficking in our community. And uh, and don't miss the last episode before the 5K of my Break the Chains podcast uh, that I've been doing for Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking. It's um, it, it's a conversation with my good friend John Price, who uh, he himself is a survivor of child sex abuse and trade. Uh, that drops later this week. Uh, powerful stuff. Uh, plus, uh, we're working 
on a uh, great lineup of upcoming guests over the next few weeks on the podcast here, including uh, Mike Martin of Costume Characters for Causes. Uh, he's uh, he's going to join us to talk about his work as an artist at Funko um, and more. Uh, plus, we'll talk to Lucia Fasano about the story she wrote for the upcoming Las Vegas Shooting Benefit anthology, Where We Live, with uh, artist Tess Fowler. That's uh, that that's going to be an awesome conversation. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, chiptune artist Nicola Whalen, who we met during Emerald City Comic Con, uh, will return to the show with an exciting announcement about an upcoming event that you won't want to miss. And Stardog the Red of KGRGFM's Puget Rock will team up with me as we visit super producer Dave Smith of Crash Bang Boom Productions. And by our powers combined, we'll get some really good stories about the Seattle music scene uh, that uh, that we'll be really excited to share with you. All of that and more in the coming weeks only on Mike Seibert Radio. And that will do it for this week's show. As always, I would like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to check out and listen to any of my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows on KGRG, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do leave us a review, let me know. Send me a screenshot or whatever, and I will give you a shout-out, and I will read your review on the air. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Mike Seibert Radio, and write into the mailbag, Radio at gmail.com. And again, the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Uh, not the Mars rover guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, for my guests, Cool Guy Luke and Dave Sanders, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time... Make good choices. <laughs>